What's up ladies and gentlemen, it's Mr. C from The C Report, and I'm stopping in for just a sec to encourage you guys to head over to thecreport.com. At thecreport.com you can get more information on The C Report, check out episode resources, follow our blog and get new articles every week, join our mailing list, and stay abreast on the latest news and information. That's right, head on over to thecreport.com, that's www.thecreport.com. And be sure to follow us on our social medias, Truth Social, Rumble, Twitch, CloutHub, and Pill.net. America. Good evening, good evening, good evening, and welcome, 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 welcome to a brand new edition of the Sea Report. I hope everyone's doing well today. I'm doing well myself. I hope everyone had a very Merry Christmas, ladies and gentlemen, and that you had um, a nice, warm, filled, warm spirited, warm natured, friendly, loving, and uh, memorable get together this past weekend um, <clears throat> for the holiday. Holiday cheer and holiday weekend. We had a holiday weekend, so that was kind of nice, guys. Had a pretty good one uh, over here myself, ladies and gentlemen. Can't complain, can't complain. All right, and uh, let me just make sure we're getting... There we go. All right, and uh, now we'll get the banner up. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll be ready to run. All right, it is uh, December 26th. It is... Uh... <laughs> we're so close to the end of the year now, guys. It's insane. It's insane. Another year will be quick upon us within the matter of days, ladies and gentlemen, and a lot of things going on. I got a lot to report. A lot of stuff happened over the weekend. It seems like uh, the zeitgeist, uh, you know, all those people, uh, they seem to have really gotten a handle on when to drop important news, right? Uh, you know, drop the stuff when we can run away with it and uh, let it get the better of ourselves. But, you know, that's just the way it goes sometimes. We have to be able to parse through all the information, whether it's miss, dis, or good information, Sometimes, unfortunately, we do miss the good information, and there is a lot of good information out there. Again, we can uh, identify it. But uh, indeed, a lot of stuff going on. Let's see. We had uh, what was going on? We had more twiddle, Twitter twittle. We had more twittle fires drop. I just did that. Twittle fires, guys. That was not a uh, that was not a uh, a hit against people who cannot pronounce L's and R's. Okay, I just cannot pronounce my words sometimes. All right. <laughs> Welcome to the C Report. All right. Twitter files. We had more Twitter files drop this past weekend. Uh, geez, well, we had the judge throw out the case uh, for Carrie Lake on Maricopa County. Do I look worried? Not yet. No, not yet. Did I say yet? Oh, whoops. I was just kidding. Well, you know, no. I mean, of course, you're going to have a judge. So does it make the headlines, right? It wouldn't be as uh, staunchly reported as it would be, say, we're on a Monday. Uh, because after all, they don't want us to talk about election integrity. They don't want us to talk about election theft. They don't want to talk us. They want us to talk about election fraud. You know, all of that, ladies and gentlemen. And let me tell you why you had the Elon Musk files dropping on the weekend. They're good and helpful. Yeah. But tell you what. 
saving this nation and having a dialogue about election fraud and theft would probably be a lot more useful. But you know what? I can't complain because, uh, you know, over the weekend, of course, Christmas stuff going on and a lot of things, you know, keeping us busy, but <clears throat> still able to keep my my ears open and on and some tabs open on, you know, some ideas, some perspectives, et cetera. You know, because after all, I mean, uh, we here at. Mr. CTV, the audience of, you know, this uh, channel and show and and many, 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 many more people were very well aware of everything that the Twitter files had to drop at first, right? And then started coming the receipts, which is what we, those who already knew what was going on, needed, okay? But uh, maybe we're too self-important, right? Maybe the Twitter files, maybe that was not for us. I mean, that wasn't for me. Maybe that wasn't just to give me the benefit of, oh, I was right this whole time and boost my ego. Maybe it was for an entirely different crowd of people. Maybe it was for fence sitters who actually have the ability to move the needle back or forward. Maybe it was for people involved in government, military, uh, high levels of business and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, you know, uh, to uh, finally see this for themselves because someone they respected, someone like Mr. Musk, someone who has a lot more money than they do, but yet, you know, these people, they, they want to be up there in the hallowed ranks of Mr. Musk and the billionaires, right? The billionaires club. So you know, maybe they'll listen to him. They'll be like, oh, wait, wait, Elon's a billionaire. We usually see him at the child sacrifices. So maybe we should pay attention, right? You know, or maybe it's his mom that they see at the child sacrifices. Maybe not Mr. Musk. Maybe it's his mother. Anyways, so uh, there's that. And then a lot of other perspectives coming in on Mr. Musk. And I'm not going to decry him anymore. In fact, we are going to talk about the latest drops tonight. Got a lot of stuff kind of on the menu for tonight. Uh, most evolving, uh, definitely Carrie Lake. Definitely Arizona, definitely election fraud and election integrity. We're going to kind of go through some of this stuff tonight. So a little bit of a for us this evening. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll uh, share some information about uh, trials regarding Mark Fincham, right? Secretary of State, America First candidate. Can you believe that they're actually trying to seat an election fraudster, an election criminal over there at the Secretary of Snake's office in Arizona? Oh, wait, I forgot they already had they already had an election criminal that was inhabiting the Secretary of State office in Arizona. Yeah, that, that of course, was Katie Hobbs, right? And, uh, you know, the man who is doing the job right behind her, Adrian Fontes, I wonder if he's going to run for governor next, right? Something. office for too much long you know i gotta say guys it, it's just it ha what it really has to boil down to is the fact that you know everything was so blatant and outright in front of us i i just don't understand why the american people let alone the americans who are awake let alone the ones who are awake that are actually activated uh i i don't understand you know why it is that they uh they fret none you know what i mean like i mean the theft was so in front of our face, if we go along with what the mainstream media says and we start getting up in our fields and getting, you know, uh, demoralized by all these things and start, you know, you just taking bottles of black pills, they're going to get away with it because no one's fighting it. No one's talking against it. No one's giving a counterpoint, a counter narrative, a counter opinion. They're just letting the fake news media run on over them with their rape machine. That's right. I said it. Their, their, their intellectual rape machine, their newsworthy informational rape machine, and just rape Americans over and over again. That's a pretty strong language, but I want you to get an idea of what you're allowing. The mainstream, lamestream, shamestream, fake news, mockingbird propaganda, legacy press media, do to you every time you just roll over getting a 
position and stick your butt out for them to do whatever they want with, right? That's very graphic, guys. I know, I know, but look at what they're doing to you. Would you rather I get a barrel out for you with a splintered broomstick? I could do that too. So anyways, guys, we need to start pushing some of this narrative back on them, guys. We need to, we need to be the ones providing the counterpoint. We need to be the ones providing the counter narrative. You know, and that's exactly why I'm calling on all con who are truly independent, who truly don't have contracts or, you know, uh, ulterior motives or ultimatums that are laid against them. You know, people who really give a damn about this nation, you know, and, and it's a pretty wide blanket I'm spreading. So, you know, well, I guess we'll see what happens. Uh, probably nothing. But anyways, as I'm saying, I'm calling on all of these truly independent content creators to really start focusing on uh, their backyards, really start. Uh, maybe they should start uh, doing the uh, legwork for their audience. So this way their audience can see exactly what to do and they can lay that down for their audience to see that way their audience knows that, hey, the people that they trust and rely on every single day of the week for some, you know, two or three, four years, five years in some instances, people, these people haven't even been around for like more than 10 years right Ten alex jones still has more than most of these content creators and they're doing about as much as alex jones is doing so this way in 20 years people can say so and so was right so and so was right so and so was right and yet they still haven't saved their damn country and i say damn because at this point it is damn to them they don't care you know do you think alex i'm not going to judge his opinion anyways let's not get off into that guys let's stay on track Let's stay on track. Uh, I do want to open up today's show with this. And let me go ahead and pull that up on the screen because I've been over there at Twitter asking Chuck Grassley, asking Joe Biden, asking anyone that cares to uh, talk about, you know, what the, the, that disaster, disgrace, yeah, what else can I say? The treason that took place whenever we had a Nazi standing in the ha the halls of Congress, right? Standing right up there in Capitol Hill, waving his flag with Hoods Pelosi and 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 Kamala Harris just uh just grinning ear to ear. And I've been asking them, including people like John Cornyn, who shook that man's hand. John Cornyn, the traitorous uh, United States senator from Texas, right? Uh, the, the man who voted for this, uh, this, uh, that's trillions of dollars pig pork spending bill that said, well, sometimes you just have to vote for the less of two evils while his peer didn't vote at all. His peer voted no. Cornyn, what's up, right? What's up? So anyways, I've been asking Cornyn, I've been asking Chuck Grassley, who betrayed President Trump two weeks after he got an endorsement from him. Chuck Grassley is a piece of trash that needs to go lie down with Joe Biden, sniffing their hands together forever in the basement. Because you know what? I, I, I held back that day in Iowa during that, uh, during that uh, Save America rally when he had Grassley up there talking like an inept, decrepit geriatric who doesn't know what the heck he's doing or whether or not he's even still in Congress, right? I held back everything for the benefit of my audience to listen to Chuck Grassley just to watch him betray President Trump two weeks after his endorsement. Okay, Chuck Grassley, I think you know where you belong six feet under. So anyways, guys, I want I, I've been asking them this question. I have been asking this question and no one, not even the liberal left can seem to answer the question because they all know the answer, ladies and gentlemen. They were all there. They all read Vice magazine and watch the reports. They know exactly what we're talking about, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking about this. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, how's that look? Let's make sure we get uh let's make sure we get pedo pedo ring face over here. Jackson, Sheila Jackson Lee, right? She, you know, Catherine Engelbrecht of True the Vote can tell you about Sheila Jackson Lee and how corrupt that woman is, but I'll let her do it for you. 
<laughs> I won't speak for Catherine Engelbrecht, but we have shared the stories about how she busted wide open all the election fraud that was taking place in District 18. That's Sheila Jackson Lee's district in Harris County. Houston, Texas, right? Right. What about this Raskin fellow? What about what about this Benny, this Benny Frank guy, right? Isn't that his name? He's he's the guy who supported Marxist separatists, right? During the 60s and 70s. He wanted to turn the southern states of the United States of America into the new Republic of Africa. Okay, the same dude who's chairing this uh J6 Shim Sham Flim Flam, you know, uh, uh capital false flag riot proceeding kangaroo court thing you know which i might add they dropped their final report which i might add is another reason why we're going into azov right now and we're just going to start the head of this uh this uh, episode off with this because i've been asking everyone on twitter that cares to answer who is steven bandera who the heck is steven bandera right <laughs> We even hashtagged it. You know, if you look at the hashtag for Steven Bandera, you'll find a lot of startling facts, America. You'll find a lot of startling facts about who that man is and what he did uh, for the Nazis in the 1940s and where he ended up after World War II and how they've been copulating like jackrabbits in Western Ukraine since the 1940s. And there's literally hundreds of thousands of white supremacist Nazis in Ukraine. But all of liberal progressive America seem to love the Nazis, right? Even though they decried Trump as a Nazi, even though their hero, Kanye West, seems to love Nazis, they still, maybe that's the reason why. Maybe that's the reason why America is okay with Nazis in Ukraine. Maybe that's the reason why, you know, these idiots on Capitol Hill had a Nazi on the Capitol Hill floor. Maybe it's because Kanye West is okay with Hitler and Kanye West is okay with Nazis. And if Kanye West is okay with Hitler and Nazis, by golly, so are the Democrats. You know what? That makes perfect sense. I don't know why I didn't see this before. Because you know what? They all follow these. Uh, these are literal cult of personality type people, right? These are the, the, the golden calves, the golden cows of the left, right? Someone like Kanye West is a golden calf, right? He's a golden bovine, right? For these people to worship. And if he's okay with Hitler, so are they by gosh and by golly, right? I don't know why I didn't see that before, guys. It makes perfect sense. The, the shoe fits like Cinderella's slipper, ladies and gentlemen, better than a ruby one. Let me tell you what. Thanks a lot, Kanye. Because of you, now we have idiots like Zelensky parading around in our Capitol Hill with all these traitorous Americans. Americans. We might treasonous if they're not americans ladies and gentlemen they're treasonous they're american and they're traitors okay and because of kanye west now we have the likes of Zelensky in our capitol building right i'm gonna blame it on kanye west why not right he wants attention kanye wants attention let's just give it to him okay all right uh what do we got here who is steven bandera right i mean i keep on asking the question no one seems to answer it that you know, uh, it could move somewhere, right? This is an article from uh, 2009. Oh, no, no. This article is from six months ago. Okay. And uh, 40 Democrats, J just, just to let the record reflect, just so the memory can serve someone, right? 40 Democrats labeled Ukraine's Azov Battalion a terrorist organization in 2019. Okay. Yeah a terrorist organization. They compared them to ISIS and blamed them for the Christchurch shooter. Then they sent them $31 billion in weapons. 
Uh, yeah, the, the clown world or these people just don't think we're paying attention world. I'm starting to think it's they just don't think we're paying attention world. It's not this isn't a clown world, guys. These are people that literally think that they are taking advantage of us. They are taking advantage of they are exploiting us. But these guys ain't clowns. OK, these guys are people that we elected and we can do. Do we hold clowns accountable? Right. No, we don't. But we do need to hold these supposed lawmakers accountable. I think as long as we use the term clown on them, we might not take them so seriously. Don't you think? Anyways, do you think? It says here uh, on October 16, 2019, the top Democrat on the House Homeland Security Committee's counterterrorism subpanel, Representative Max Rose, led a letter signed by 40 Democrats asking the State Department why they had not placed Ukraine's Azov Battalion on the United States list of foreign terrorist organizations. In the letter, the lawmakers compared the Azov Battalion to the Islamic State of Iraq and Syria and discussed how Brenton Tarrant, the Christchurch New Zealand mosque shooter who massacred 51 people in 2019, had localized by the ultra-nationalist militia organization, which openly welcomes neo-Nazis into its ranks. And uh, I actually have the letter, so we'll look at that in a minute. Uh, let's see here. Uh, the letter was signed by prominent Democrats such as Benny Thompson. Pardon me, I think I called him Benny Thomas earlier. Benny Thompson, uh, Jamie Raskin, Stephen Lynch, Jim Cooper, Gregory Meeks, Sheila Jackson Lee, uh, Ro Khanna, Al Green, Elliot L. Engel. Okay. And uh, he actually here's a copy of that letter. Let's go ahead and take a look at it. Oh, actually, let's look at, well, we'll look, we'll, we'll get back this, to this in a minute. Let's take a look at this letter first. And I apologize. This is the biggest I could get. Ah, let me see if I can't make it a little bit bigger. You know me. I want you to make sure I'm not making up any words. Okay. Even though I do, do make up words. <laughs> Even though I do make up words from time to time. Right. Okay. So uh, this is dated October 16th, 2019. Dear Secretary Pompeo, you do not for president as long as president trump is running just so you know okay all right we write to ask why the state department has failed to include certain overseas violent white supremacist extremist groups on the foreign terrorist organization list goes on to talk about the new zealand attack uh and now it says here uh, today, if an American citizen swears allegiance to the Islamic State or another foreign terrorist organization, what about all of the contractors that went to go fight alongside Nazis in Ukraine? Do they get held to this standard also? Because if you ask me, they're treason. That's treason. They went to go fight, you know, Nazi with not alongside Nazis, right? The, these contractors. And, and let me take a minute just to say this one more time. You know. You know, uh, the, these these uh, these firms and these contracting firms, you know, the ones that do the military operations, the, the ones that are paid mercenaries, that should be illegal. It should be unconstitutional. It should be because that is not a militia. OK, a militia. Right. Like we have as provided by our Second Amendment is not what those people are. These 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 guns for hire, these military firms, these generals and people who who retire and then they start all of these uh, these contracting firms so that you can go and you can be a paid killer, a paid killer. Are you serious? That is not a militia. OK, that is not a militia, nor should those be confused with militias. 
you know, the Minutemen that gather together to defend this nation in a time of crisis. That's way different from these military guns for hire, that they have all these contracting firms. That should be against the law. That should be against Geneva Conventions. That should be a, a crime against humanity, that it's okay to pay people to go kill them, but you can't do it for free. How does it make it okay? Because there's an exchange of money. If anything, that should make it even more illegal. Okay, I just had to say that, guys, because that's got to stop. All right, these these people who have these firms that go and you know how many firms went to go aid the Nazis in Ukraine to go fight against Putin? And I don't care if there's any patriots out there that have some Putin. You know, you guys can go take that and you guys can go uh, uh, put it up against other people's record and then come back and talk to me, okay? And don't tell me, oh, this from the Cold War and oh, that from the Cold War. Show me the receipts or shut up, right? Okay, so anyways, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm not, I'm not saying it, guys. I'm saying it. I don't care. Okay. You got no one has shown me any receipts on Putin other than, oh, he's an enemy of the United States of America. Well, you know, I'm done with the rhetoric. His actions better match his words than anyone in America who's in the government right now. You know that? Isn't that sad that Putin's actions match his words more than anyone in the United States government at present? What does that tell you? Putin's an enemy of America or American politicians who are currently sitting in the White House are the ones who are enemies of America. Anyways, I'm tired of all this crap out here and all this stupid misinformation with that, guys. I'm just tired. Okay. Find your center. Mr. C. Okay. All right. So getting back into this, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for letting me get off into that little bit of a soapbox. Now let's go ahead and uh, return to this. Okay. So uh, let's see here. It says here, ladies and gentlemen, uh, that if Americans, uh, if the same American citizen swears allegiance to a violent white supremacist extremist group based overseas and spreads their message of terror, the federal government does not have access to the same tools. Terrorism is terrorism, says the Democrats, uh, even though that they fund and they're probably in charge of it. I'm just saying that for my, my own benefit, right? Um, as you know, the State Department's criteria for inclusion on the uh, foreign terrorist uh, organization's watch list are simple. Be a foreign organization engaged in or retain the capability and intent to engage in terrorism and threaten the security of U.S. nationals or the national defense, foreign relations or the economic interests of the United States. There are numerous, numerous, there are numerous examples of foreign white nationalist groups that fit these conditions. The American people deserve explanations as to why these groups are not included on the foreign terrorist organizations list. For example, the Azov Battalion is a well-known ultra-nationalist militia group organization uh, in Ukraine that openly welcomes neo-Nazis into its ranks. The group is so well-known, in fact, that the 115th Congress of the United States stated in its 2018 omnibus spending bill that none of the funds made available by this act may be used to provide arms, training, or other assistance to the Azov Battalion. The United Nations has chronicled human rights abuses and incidents of torture in this group's relatively short history. Despite these facts, Azov has been recruiting, radicalizing, and training American citizens for years, according to the Federal Bureau of Investigations. The Christchurch New Zealand massacre was a turning point for counterterrorism efforts. In his manifesto, the shooter claimed he had trained with the Azov Battalion in Ukraine and he routinely wore a neo-Nazi symbol associated with them. Both the Poway, California, and El Paso 
Paso, Texas shooters said they were directly influenced by the terrorism committed at Christ Church. The link between Azov and acts of terror in America is clear. Okay. Now here's why they went after them because these people, you know, and that's why they say it's uh, better not to lie, ladies and gentlemen, because you tend to forget when you lied, right? I mean, most people do. So uh, here, here's why they went after them. The Trump administration's national strategy for counterterrorism released in October 2018 mentions two neo-Nazis, Nazi groups, the Nordic resistance movement and national action, whose use of violence and intent to destabilize societies often puts American lives at risk. As you know, our allies are taking steps to address the threat posed by transnational white supremacist extremists. In 2016, the United States designated National Action as a terrorist organization. National Action has links to American neo-Nazi groups, including the group James Alex Fields belonged to when he drove his car into protesters in Charlottesville in 2017, killing uh, Heather Heyer. Uh, Canada also recently added international neo-Nazi groups to its federal list of outlawed terror organizations. Law enforcement agencies may go after assets of the listed groups and it becomes a crime to support the listed groups financially or otherwise. Oh, 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 oh. So you can uh, spend uh, trillions of American taxpayer dollars to f these neo-Nazi white supremacist terrorist organizations in 2022. Uh, but you couldn't do it in 2018, 2019. Democrats seem to be the ones who have a bad memory here and who have a short attention span, not the American people. At least that's the way it looks based on this letter, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, do we have the undersigned? Let's see who else. Max Rose, Bernie G. Thompson, or sorry, Benny G. Thompson, Kim Schreier, Elliot Engel, uh, David Cicilline. Jamie Raskin, uh, Stephen Lynch, Josh Gottheimer, Juan Vargas, uh, J. Luis Correa, Ted Deutsch, Jim Cooper, Katie Hill, Kathleen Rice, Joseph D. Morrell, Andy Levin, Gregory Meeks, Dean Phillips, uh, Henry Cuellar, or C Cuellar, <laughs> and depending on uh, where you are from in the nation. That's a Texas rep right there. Uh, Alan Lowenthal, uh, Ro Khanna, Jim Costa not to be mistaken with Jim Acosta, Pedo Jackson Lee, also known as Sheila Jackson Lee, Gerald Connolly, uh, Dinah Titus, Albio Sires, Zoshi Torres Small, uh, Jared Golden Sperner, uh, Mickey Sherrill, Gilbert R. Cisneros Jr., Connor Lamb, William Keating, Danny Davis, Elaine Ludia, uh, Jason Crow, Slot, Slotkin, Alyssa, Jim Langevin, Al Green, and Brian Higgins. It'd be interesting to go to Twitter and find how any of these uh, signers are talking about Ukraine and uh, Zelensky now, right? Wouldn't it be interesting to do that? And I didn't have a, I didn't have enough foresight to go into uh, Twitter and see if any of these guys were praising Ukraine after talking about the Azov Battalion, you know. You know, and they say Azov Battalion, but let's not turn the Azov Battalion into Dominion voting machines. There's a lot of Nazi groups over there. There's a lot of Nazis in the Ukrainian government, and they are not all members of the Azov Battalion. The Azov Battalion is not the end-all do-all of Nazis in Ukraine, just so you guys know, okay? And just like all uh, voting machines are corrupt because they have uh, corruption points, 
all Nazis in Ukraine are not, ladies and gentlemen, just Azov Battalion. ESNS is just as corrupt as Dominion, okay? A heart intercivic is just as corrupt as Dominion, or I should say as corruptible, right? As Dominion is corruptible. Because after all, guns don't shoot people and voting machines don't cheat people out of elections. People do, okay? The people who do the voting machines, ladies and gentlemen, the people who write the code, the people who do the software stuff, those are the ones, not the voting machines. They're inanimate objects, okay? <laughs> Just to be clear, ladies and gentlemen, what's going on, Monsieur Baez? Good to see you. Uh, Monsieur Baez hanging out over at Twitter says, uh, I mean, sorry, Twitter. Pardon me, Monsieur Baez. Find me at Twitter at the C Report, okay? But uh, no, Monsieur Baez says, uh, you nail them scum, Mr. C. That's right. Biden was grooming the war in Ukraine when he was under Obama. <laughs> yeah, yeah, actually, yeah. That's that's how he got away with everything that he got away with, right? It was his ticket to the White House. Mr. C can sniff them Nazis out. Man, we've been, you know, not, Nazis are not the best things to sniff, Mr. Baez. I mean, Nazis, woof, man, talk about stink. But uh, yeah, we've been sniffing that trash uh, since uh, the beginning of this year, which would put us over a year in the game. Uh, and let's see, uh, Sturgis55, how's it going, buddy? Good to see you in the audience over there at Foxhole. Sturgis going, to where we go one, we go all. Hey, I'll still say that, right? Aurelius Locke uh, showing up. Hey, buddy, what's going on? Good to see you as well. Ross Purr, welcome to the C chat, says, as of now, the Nazis are getting their asses uh, well and truly handed to themselves by the Russians. You know, you would never know that if you're watching or listening to or just, you know, defining yourself by what the mainstream media says, right? The, the lamestream media. You know, I, it's just why I find I, I find it so curious whenever we have independents and people who rail against the mainstream that give their talking points. Right. Like, do you know how long it took a lot of these alternative independents to figure out what was going on in Russia? Right. We were talking about this in like December or November. Right. Of last year. And, and it wasn't until after well after Russia invaded that uh, they all start to figure out something. Right. Yeah. So you yeah, go stick with the sea report. We're usually ahead of these guys. OK. Anyways, all right, so uh, let's go ahead and uh, move on from that. Yeah, you know, these Nazis guys, and that's why I'm just asking the question, who is Stephen Bandera? You know, hashtag Sarah, get on Twitter, look up. Who is Stephen Bandera? They don't want to answer the question because they all know the answer. Railing on, it's good to see you, sir. Thank you for the 117 gold pills. And again, I hope everyone had a Merry Christmas out there. I hope everyone had a Merry Christmas. Okay. All right, guys. Let's see. I think I'm done. I think I've unpacked where I needed to unpack in regards to the Nazis in Ukraine. Okay. <laughs> Wait. I got one other thing to unpack since uh, since I forgot it's all Kanye West's fault that we have Nazis in the White House on Capitol Hill. It's all Kanye's fault. I totally forgot, man. Everyone listens to Kanye West, that failed joke, right? Okay, here, I forgot this one too, here. <laughs> Watch. Okay, okay, you guys will have to forgive me for this. Okay, you guys get the idea of what this is, photograph is about, right? Okay. <laughs> you guys will have to forgive me for this, okay? I was going to share with you guys uh, this story I found quite interesting about how Kanye West is not going to be uh, involved with Parler anymore, right? And then I realized the story was like 25 days old, right? And then I was like, wait, this story is 25 days old. Why is it so fresh in my new stream? Oh, because I forgot I'm still subscribed to Just the News. Okay. <laughs> 
I was like, it is way out of just the news's pattern of behavior to report on stories like they're brand new that are over a month old. Okay, now they've been doing this for the like last few weeks. And I'm like, why are they reporting on these stories like they're brand new? Like, are they trying to catch up? Because that's usually what I'm doing over here at the Sea Report, right? I'm trying to catch up because I don't have a staff of however many people John Solomon has on his uh, his board or whatever. Yeah, I'm all by myself over here. I, it takes me sometimes a month to catch up on news, but just the news, just the news. Literally, if you go to their Rumble page, okay, you will find a slew of like month old headlines. And this is not uh, recycled reporting. This is not trying to keep information top of mind and accessible for people who need it, right? I mean, it's totally outside of the pattern of just the news. At least in how long have they been around a decade or more? Right. Or am I giving them too much credit? I don't know how long they've been around. All I know is that I've been uh, I've been uh, I've been utilizing their articles while giving them accreditation. Right. Uh, since I've been on the air and in two, two, two plus years, almost three years on the air, they have never run stories that were over a month old. And they've been doing it for the last month or two stories like this one about Kanye West not being. Twitter, you know, uh, and I'm, I mean, not Twitter, not being with parlor. And I'm like, what's going on here, guys? Like, why is just the news suddenly? Yeah. Why am you guys are following a lot there we go all right okay all right okay. yeah the whole time my head my hand was up against my head it's because uh i'm getting all kinds of signals that i'm dying on my side okay <laughs> anyways so yeah i just thought i'd bring that up this was you know you know that you know parlor that was a big fail do you guys see how that works now like it kanye west got on the parlor thing right when elon musk got on the twitter thing okay like uh, this guy's a failed loser okay he was like uh all the people are gonna believe me because of maga right i'm gonna be maga and uh, you know it failed if he failed he's a failed loser right i mean because the people see through all their bs right the people see through milo and otis the people see through uh, Nick Fuentes, the people see through everyone, right? You know, I mean, these these people are all operatives, and they're probably all being funded by the Council for National Policy. I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't doubt Fuentes gets funded by the Council for National Policy. I wouldn't doubt it if uh, John Solomon gets funded by the Council for National Policy. Who else is getting funded by the Council for National Policy? Is that you too, Tom? F I hope not. Anyways, so yeah, I mean, uh, it, it just uh, Kanye failed. Okay, that's all we can say. I mean, all we can say, and, and, and all I can say is, I guess just the news is still trying to keep him relevant to conservatives. So to say, when Kanye tries to do his next big thing, like conservatives will be right on board because John Solomon, you know, the same guy who praised Kathy Bernier, the election fraud denier from Wisconsin, the, the, the tenured senator of the Wisconsin State House, who did everything in her power to botch election integrity investigations and also get the unconstitutional ballot drop boxes legal in the state of Wisconsin, John Solomon, right, who licked her butt on her way out, you know, he's trying to keep Kanye relevant for conservatives. Why? For the next bamboozle? Is that what you need? You know, I'm just asking the question here, John. I'm not, I'm not pointing fingers. Anyways, I just don't understand why after I've, I've been with just the news for three years straight, 
trusting them, relying on them, wondering why they're running strange articles that make no sense, okay? And then uh, now I see in three years, they're starting to run uh, articles that are over a month old. They're, it's old news. And and again, it's not repetitious repeating. It, it's not it's not uh, to keep this information like, front of mind so that we can access it when we want to bash into Kanye. No, it's being reported <laughs> like it's brand spanking new. All right. I guess maybe that's uh, about the, uh, I would say maybe that's about as much as they respect their listeners. I don't know. You tell me. I'm not, I'm not pointing fingers. I'm just asking questions. That's all I do here. Okay. That's all I can do. All right. Okay. Enough about that, ladies and gentlemen. I think that, uh, well, ladies and gentlemen, I think it's time that we got on to some President Trump truths. How about that? Yeah, right. President Trump truths. It is important to hear the words of your president, ladies and gentlemen, particularly when they are not in office because it was stolen, right? Okay. All right, guys. And that's exactly the plane that we operate from here at the Sea Report. And you'll find more often than not that these planes make more sense when you start comparing them to the information that's out there. And you don't have to scratch your head as much. Yeah, I don't know why I pulled this open just yet because... Uh, I think we're starting off our Trump truths with a video today. So let me pull that real quick. All right, that should work. Indeed we do, ladies and gentlemen. We have a video from President Trump. It'll be in regards to this massive waste of taxpayer money that was just signed by the House during Christmas weekend. Okay. Let's go ahead and give her a listen. For two years, as inflation skyrocketed, crime soared, the border was erased, Afghanistan was a disaster, and Joe Biden destroyed our country, the American people have been besieged with lies from the partisan witch hunt known as the Unselect Committee on January 6th. The committee cut the part of my speech out where I encouraged protesters to make their voices heard peacefully and patriotically. But nobody ever says that. Liz Cheney, who lost her congressional race in Wyoming by the largest margin ever for a sitting congressperson, that's 40%, deliberately omitted the part of my tweet where I told to home with love and in peace. They claimed I did not respond. 87 minutes when a statement urging peace and respect for law enforcement within 25 minutes of the Capitol bridge and another statement 30 minutes after that. The real story is what the unselect committee did not mention in their fake trial. And this was really fake. Days before the protest, I urged the deployment of 10,000 to 20,000 National Guard troops to keep the event safe for all involved. We wanted security, we wanted safety. There was no insurrection and there wasn't going to be an insurrection. It was made up by these sick people. Nancy Pelosi and the DC mayor refused. If they'd listened to me, my recommendation, none of this would have happened and you wouldn't have heard about January 6th, as we know it. They covered up multiple tweets and they covered up a video which were censored by Twitter and the FBI, in which I called for law and order and for no violence. And then they pushed an absurd and discredited story 
where I supposedly lunged for the steering wheel in an attempt to commandeer a presidential limousine. Think of it. I lunged for a steering wheel, and they believe that story. Nobody believes that story. The committee barely even discussed the catastrophic security failures at the Capitol, and they didn't discuss the other thing, the reason that everybody went there, the election, which was a corrupt disaster. They did not discuss why the doors were flung wide open for people to walk right in, and they didn't discuss the role of federal informants. Most importantly, the unselected committee did not produce a single shred of evidence that I in any way intended or wanted violence at our Capitol. The evidence does not exist because the claim is baseless and a monstrous lie. They know it. It's just like the Russia, Russia, Russia hoax. This is absolutely no different. It's misinformation, the only thing they're good at. Cheating in elections, misinformation. The events of January 6th were not an insurrection. They were a protest that tragically got out of control and which the left has been weaponizing ever since to censor, spy on, and persecute American citizens. The entire phony hoax is about taking away your speech, taking away your vote, and taking away your freedom. These are sick people. These are Marxists, and they're very dangerous and very bad people. From the day I came down the escalator, it has been one witch hunt after another. Whether it was the Russia, 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 Ukraine, 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 impeachment hoax number one, impeachment hoax number two, the FBI censorship of the laptop from hell, the boxes hoax, where if you take a look at that one, they raided Mar-a-Lago, and other the Presidential Records Act, they're not allowed to do that. And then if you look at the Clinton Sox case, it's a total victory for all presidents that leave the White House with things. So that's another hoax, a big hoax. And they put a major Trump hater, and his family is a major Trump hater, and his Friends are all Trump haters, and he's in charge of this investigation. The people aren't going to stand for it. Alongside these other persecutions, the unselect committee will go down in history as a con job and a disgrace. They want to stop us from taking back our country, but they will fail. They will not win. We will make America great again. That was a pretty strong, don't you dare do it. That was a pretty strong message from President. No, get them off the screen. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, guys. That was a pretty strong message from President Trump. Wouldn't you agree? That was a pretty strong message from President Trump. Um, and all about, again, this J6 Shim Sham Flam Committee. You know, yeah, I cannot believe, honestly, that they are still touting articles about Cassidy Hutchinson like she was telling the truth. Isn't that great? Uh, that's probably one of the craziest things I've seen so far. Like, they're doubling down on lying Cassidy Hutchinson. No one believed it when she said it. In fact, I'm pretty sure half, if not all of America, knew it was a bold-faced lie when it came forth from her mouth ladies and gentlemen, about President Trump lunging 
through what through two huge hulking secret security men through bulletproof uh you know back windows a curtain a seat thingamajigger <laughs> and to choke hold some other guy while he's driving and, and look at you know president trump is not a small man that's not a uh that's not a uh, uh definitely not diminutive it's not a pejorative to say so i mean you, and then plus the man wears bulletproof armor i mean hello he's not gonna fit through <laughs> Two two secret servicemen to lunge across. The no one believed it. No one believed it. <laughs> Check this article out. I found about Lion Cassidy Hutchinson. Let's see. Let's see if it tickles our our pink. Right. Okay. It says this. Cassidy Hutchinson says she was urged not to reveal Trump outburst in SUV on January sixth. Do you think perhaps she was urged not to reveal it because? Everyone knew it was a big old lie that no one would believe, right? Look, the White House aide who lied that Donald Trump had an angry outburst at his security detail on January 6, 2021, was urged in advance not to lie about the episode by a lawyer linked to then-president's legal team. Who? John Scott? <laughs> Look at this. I would never lie. I'm simply a man pretending to be a woman. Okay, all right. Well, you lied already. Okay, so anyways, let's hear Cassidy Hutchinson recalled in closed door questioning by the J6 uh, Shim Sham Flim Flam Unselect Committee released on Thursday that Stefan Pasantino, a former Trump White House ethics lawyer, advised her to advised her to claim she could not recall details of the episode. Now, that's what that's supposed to make it look like it was believable. Or that's that's supposed to make it look like she was telling the truth because someone who once worked for Trump told her to pretend she didn't remember the details. Do you see the kind of cover-up job that's going on here, guys? And here's something else that I hope people are keeping track of, okay? The corrupt judiciary, okay? I don't care where in the industry they are. I don't care if they're sitting behind, uh, if they're sitting in the judge's seat, okay? I don't care if they're uh, a litigating a team. I don't care if they are a juror, okay? It's all the judicial system to me. And we cannot survive a corrupt judicial system, whether whether that be the actual judiciary, you know, executive, legislative, judiciary, judicial branch or anyone involved in that industry. I'm going to call it an industry. OK, because that's what it is. It's it's not it's not a career. It's an industry. OK, people make money off of, uh, you know, defending people. Right. It's an industry. OK, so wherever it is, judges make money. Not just because they're elected, but because they get wined and dined, because they probably get backdoor deals, because uh, they get money, they get support from, uh, you know, probably all these other uh, political action committees. And you know, they're not supposed to, but you know, they're doing it anyways. You know, I have I have I have uh, I have close links to certain industries that tell me that in the city of San Antonio, there are certain lawyers who wine and dine and throw huge Christmas parties for all the judges. OK, how is that ethical? That a huge law firm in San Antonio, Texas, okay, can have Christmas parties and invite all the judges, right? They they invite the Democrat judges, the Republican judges, they're all there, okay? All right. I mean, I know this is this is firsthand experience, guys. I'm not just waiting making this up, all right? Like this happens. This happens, it's reported, and hopefully when it happens again, it'll be documented and all over the news, ladies and gentlemen, because that is unethical, okay? You cannot have a law firm having guests as judges as guests to parties, okay? 
I don't care if it's the holiday season, Christmas season. I don't care what religion it is. That is unethical. Okay. You cannot be doing that as a law firm, having judges in your court, so to speak. All right. So that's what I'm talking about here, guys. All right. That's the other, that's the other byline, the other undercurrent to all of this that we're looking at. Whether we're talking about election integrity, whether we're talking about the Durham investigation, no matter what it is, guys, this is what we're looking at, okay? This is what we're seeing, all right? Some of us are seeing that firsthand. Some of us have known about it and been disgusted by it for so long. Well, it's about time we did something about it, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, let's see here. Yeah, I don't really need to read the rest of this, guys. I just thought it was a funny article. So let's go ahead and, and pull it, right? <laughs> Pulling Cassidy Hutchison. Okay, let's get her out of here. All right. See you later, liar. Okay. All right. Okay. So look at those truths, shall we? All right. Let's go. Next truth from President Trump. The omnibus bill is an unmitigated disaster. Mitch McConnell pushed it through for the Democrats. So bad for our country. So bad for the Republican Party. Huh. Huh. It's worse than you might think, ladies and gentlemen. Let me go ahead and uh, retruth this real quick. Okay. All right. Next statement from President Trump. The highly partisan unselect committee of political hacks and thugs should be ashamed of themselves. I fought terrible Liz Cheney and she lost her house seat in record fashion. I fought crying Adam Kay and he quit. The committee Dems are the same Russia, Russia, Russia and impeachment crowd. Of course, they don't want me to run because I beat them twice. They cheated. Just look at the FBI, Facebook, and Twitter scandals. And I'm leading in the polls by a lot. That's what this is all about. Scammers. Yeah, and we had an article uh, that I had seen prior to coming on the show about crying Adam Kinsinger. And what was he saying? He was like, well, my son's going to be proud to have the Kinsinger name because I voted to impeach Trump. You see the deluded world history, U.S. history that can happen when good men and women do not stand up to evil. You get crybaby felons like I'm going to call him a felon. He is worse than that. He's a traitor. OK, you get you get crying traitors like Adam Kissinger. OK. Who are who are standing up there and uh, and pontificating about the proudness of his family name, decrying the uh, representatives who stood up against the fraudulent and treasonous impeachment proceedings, and yet he thinks he's going to go ahead and be victorious at the end of the day. I mean, it's all a uh, it's all a game of chicken at the end of the day, ladies and gentlemen. It's all a game of chicken at the end of the day. All right. Okay. Let's see what else we got going on here. What's next, ladies and gentlemen? Let me see here real quick. Sorry, I'm just uh, taking a meter real quick. Do, 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 do. All right. Okay. Let's move on, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, yeah. Let's not forget to like. Love, love that truth, and we'll retruth it. All right. Next statement from President Trump. The Democrats are only good at two things, disinformation and cheating on elections. I would have to agree. 
The unselect committee forgot to hold crazy Nancy Pelosi liable for not accepting my recommendation for troops in D.C. If she had, there would be no January 6th as we know it. True that, true that. So all of these were on the heels of their final report, right? When was Obama the architect of the FBI and big tech illegal censoring machine? <laughs> Impeach 44. Impeach 44. Is that a question? The omnibus bill is an unmitigated disaster. Mitch McConnell pushed it through for the Democrats. So bad for our country. Oh, this is a retruth. On ah, we reread that. Okay, here's another retruth. Uh, is this a retruth? <laughs> yep, we already saw this one. Yep, for two years. Okay, moving right along. Let's see. The unselect committee and January uh, committee's January sixth report is a hoax. No different than Russia, 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 and all of the other scams that the disinformation laden, laden Democrats have been planting for years. If I were not leading by a lot in the polls against both parties, do you guys catch that, right? He's leading against both parties, okay? <clears throat> this continuation of falsehoods and lies would end quickly. I won in 2016, did much better in 2020, rigged, and the radical Marxists do not want to run against me or make America great again in 2024. I had almost nothing to do with January 6th. Free speech. That's right. At the end of the day. It was all about free speech. It is all about free speech. President Trump did not incite a riot. I was one of the first to say, guys, had he incited a riot with 1.7 million plus people there, yeah, Capitol would have been toothpicks by the time we were done, guys. Nothing would have been left standing. All right. But uh, again, you had those uh, you had those leftists and there's video out there. I was just looking at one today. And that showed all these Antifa people already inside the Capitol letting people in. Okay, but you're not going to see that video from Nancy Pelosi or the January 6th on Select Committee. What's going to happen to them when that footage comes out? I could only hope that they are already either in under an investigation, um, part of a, an impeachment proceeding, or uh, some other kind of accountability, ladies and gentlemen. But everyone's seen it, you know. President Trump says two days ago, make America great again. I agree. Mm -hmm. uh, next statement from President Trump. Merry Christmas to everyone, including the radical left Marxists that are trying to destroy our country. The Federal Bureau of in Investigations that is illegally co-earsing and paying social and lamestream media to push for a mentally disabled Democrat over the brilliantly, the, over the brilliant, clairvoyant, and USA-loving Donald J. Trump. And, of course, the Department of Injustice, which appointed a special prosecutor who, together with his wife and family, hates Trump more than any other person on earth. Love to all. I can't wait for the next round of traitors to come out saying, now President Trump says he's a psychic. <laughs> wait, did I, did, I, did I jump on debunking that psyop too soon? Probably the traitors didn't catch it or they were like, don't say anything this time, okay? <laughs> 
Oh, you think I'm doing the traders favors by pointing them out? Yeah, by keeping them on the straight and narrow so they can do it at another time? Mm-hmm. Okay, let's see what's up, guys. That's funny, though. That is funny. Love to all indeed. Love to all, even to thy enemies. Ladies and gentlemen, never forget it, okay? Never forget it. We'll have to retruth that one. Okay. Next statement. On this very cold but beautiful Christmas day, look at our nation now on the southern border compared to only a short time ago during the Trump administration. We had the most secure border in our history versus the horror show that that is happening now. With record-setting numbers of people, many of them hardened criminals, including killers, human traffickers, and drug dealers, pouring into our country at a rate the likes of which we have never seen before. The USA is dying from within. It's a very sad statement. Poignant and true. Just two years ago, says President Trump in his next truth, we were energy independent. We had almost zero inflation. There was no war with Russia and Ukraine. Would never have happened. ISIS was defeated. Our military was rebuilt and respected before the disaster of Afghanistan. Our border was strong. The economy was great. The China virus was in retreat. Operation Warp Speed was considered a modern day miracle. And we were not the laughingstock of the world. Today, like never before, we are a nation in decline, a failing nation. Another true but sobering statement. Uh, this is a retruth. Our country is under attack by the radical left Democrats. They are truly seeking to destroy America. Mm hmm. Next truth, the radical left Democrats have weaponized the criminal justice system at a level never seen before in the USA. With no borders and crooked elections, our country is in third world trouble. You ever hear the you ever hear the phrase first world problems, guys? Yeah, third world problems. Oh, oh, we're not talking about dirty water or or lack of uh, you know, uh, lack of sewage treatment. No. We're not talking about famine or lack of food. No. We're not talking about, uh, what else could you lump into that? Third world, right? You know, diseases out of control. No, 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 no. Well, un unpaved streets. Is that what you think? No, no, no. How about kangaroo courts? How about fake elections? How about open borders? That is third world problems, ladies and gentlemen. Our borders have been wide open for more than two years. Okay. Hmm? Our elections have been stolen and fake for God knows how long. Hmm? And the ugly face of a crooked and lawless judicial system, be they a judge or be they a lawyer or a juror, is rearing its ugly and corrupt face for all to see. Third world problems. And we're in third world trouble. Because 
It is fake and lawless elections, open borders, and uh, corruption that take them to places of famine and lack of development. Next statement. President Trump was 233-22 in the midterm elections. He is also leading by a lot, all Republicans and Biden in almost every poll. This, despite the horrendous and never-ending fake news, incredible statistics that people just don't want to talk about. Hey, patriots, you know, we could give him a handout here and start publishing articles or, you know, doing stories about stuff like this. 232. So I said two, I said 230 to 20. Okay, I was off by a few. 233 to 22, ladies and gentlemen. What a number. What a record. What a score. Okay. 233. I'll take it. Okay. It might not have been 255, but that's way closer than anyone is sharing or reporting. Right. Way closer. Actually, uh, let's quote truth this. Oh, sorry to the, uh, I forget the podcast podcast audience. I am, uh, I am typing a truth here. Okay. That's why I was quiet. Um, quote truthing at real Donald Trump is the man with the track record and he has my vote in 2024. Hashtag make America great again, period. Okay. All right. Next statement from president Trump. Oh, well, it looks like we got a retruth. Right? Is that a retruth? Save America. That's right. Okay, we'll definitely retruth that one. Okay. Uh, whoops, we're not going to retruth that one because we just did that. Okay. Uh, let's see what we got next here. The vice president did indeed have the power to send electoral votes back to the state legislatures for reapproval, despite the constant drum from Democrats and rhinos that he absolutely did not. But they just put clarifying language in the disgraceful omnibus bill, making sure that a VP does not do what they all said could not be done. So why the new language? Because it was just another political con job. You know, <coughs> now they're smart, these rhinos. They knew that if they had, they knew that if they had pushed that electoral act uh, electoral count act through normal legislative processes, it would never have passed. So they snuck it into this uh, spending bill, right? So, so that means that officially Senator John Cornyn has betrayed America on a, a level deeper than we could ever imagine. Okay, because Senator John Cornyn was 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 in on this and saying yes. And I'm just I'm just pointing him out, even though there were many of these supposed Republican senators. Right. You know, I'm just pointing him out because I'm from Texas. And uh, for this man to authorize a bill and I don't you know, he can't use the excuses. I didn't have a, t a chance to read it or understand it. Right. You know, because he he already wiped 
his butt with the constitution of both the state of Texas and these United States of America. John Cornyn has. Okay. But for him, and there's no excuse. I don't care if you got it the night before and it's 4,000, uh, you know, pages plus, then you need to be up all night reading that thing so you can fight it in the morning. And you know, if you can't do it, you better have a team that can help you, you know? And, um, I just got to say, guys, that that they snuck the Electoral Count Act into the spending bill tells you exactly how much power they lack, okay? And, and the fact that they had to hide it with clarifying language. We talked about the Electoral Count Act months ago, ladies and gentlemen. In fact, it was off the radar, and I was like, well, where did it go? Well, now we know. They stuck it into this omnibus package. Oh, goodness, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, this omnibus, <laughs> and, and uh, President Trump calls it an ominous bill, not an omnibus bill. Did you guys catch that? You don't. You guys don't got to go decode. I'm pretty sure that was a play on words, right? He wasn't trying to show you the white hat military that's going to come and save your butts, right? Yeah, in your dreams. Okay, the ominous bill, right? Making sure that a VP does not do what they all said could not be done. Yeah. There you go, America. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm a big fan of bacon. <laughs> I'm a big fan of bacon. I'm a big fan of bacon, but not of pig pork spending, guys. Okay. Don pig pork. Okay. Next statement from President Trump. Two years ago, we had the strongest and safest border in U.S. history. Hundreds of miles of walls were built. My stay in Mexico policy was working fantastically. Title 42 was in full force and effect. Border Patrol and ICE were doing an incredible, tough yet compassionate job. And our southern border was, for the most part, for, was, was for the first time in decades, being spoken of in glowing terms. People were not even making the long, hard journey up through Mexico. Now our border is the worst in history and getting worse. You don't even want to think about how it could get worse, right, ladies and gentlemen? Contrary to fake news reporting, says President Trump, I never asked Jared or Ivanka to be part of the 2024 campaign for president. And in fact, specifically ask them not to do it. Too mean and nasty with the fake and corrupt news and having to deal with some absolutely horrendous sleazebags in the world of politics and beyond. There's never been anything like this ride before, and they should not be further subjected to it. I ran, I ran twice, getting millions more votes than the second time, rigged, and am doing it again. So I guess we got another one debunked here. Thank goodness I didn't spend a lot of time on Ivanka and Jared, but uh, there are things that are more important than those two, kind of like, you know, stolen elections. Okay. Uh, the Marxist Democrats must have something really big on. You know, the funny thing about it is that we wouldn't even have to sit here talking about big spending bills and what the Democrats are doing. No one should really care what these guys, they're going to go and they're going to steal this nation and they're going to, uh, you know, kill the constitution no matter what, right? We know what they're doing. People should be reporting on rhinos. People should be reporting on the stolen elections and how to fix them and how to get their neighbors and their audiences to fight it. That's what they should be doing. If you have a show like this, you know, why are you spending time analyzing crap that is it's I mean, we're trying to stop it. Right. 
We're trying to stop. I mean, I get it. We got to know, you know, but isn't that what our federal representatives are there for? Okay, so maybe I'm not just saying to totally ignore the national news. Maybe I'm saying to dedicate an hour or a show or a segment of your show to local news. That's all I'm saying, okay? To local news that will move the needle forward at cleaning out your state house, right? At identifying the rhinos, be they lawmakers, be they donors, be they voters, be they businesses, be they corporations, be they NGOs, be they PACs. P-A-C, PAX, okay? Uh, that's all I'm saying, guys. That's all I'm saying. Anyways, next statement from President Trump. The Marxist Democrats must have something really big on Mitch McConnell in order to get him and some of his friendly Republican senators to pass the horrendous all-Democrat, all-the-way, ominous bill. It gives border security to other countries, but zero dollars to the United States. It fully funds the corrupt Justice Department, FBI, which rigged the presidential election and even the Trump-hating special prosecutor. It also, it is also a massive giveaway and capitulation to China, making Coco Chow McConnell so happy. Coco Chow. <laughs> I could be in the worst of moods, ladies and gentlemen. If someone comes up to me and says something like Coco Chow McConnell, <laughs> I will just start laughing, guys. Coco Chow. I was like, nah, President Trump, you don't make names up for people, do you? Oh, that's her name? My bad. <laughs> I thought you were calling her Coco Chow McConnell because she's always putting Mitch in the doghouse, but apparently not. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, guys, okay, let me get off of that, right? Okay, no. <laughs> what is going on, ladies and gentlemen? What is going on? Hey, Sean Joe, how are you doing this afternoon? Thank you so much for gifting the cookie. Sonia sees in the house. We need our sheriffs. Only way to arrest these corrupt... No, no, actually, we don't even need sheriffs, Sonia C. The people are the remedy, okay? Now, that does not mean that the people are going to go in there and drag the judge out and, you know, pour tar and feathers on him, although it, it has been known to occur, right? But there are remedies within our uh, constitution, state, right? And then also within uh, the further... Uh, uh, laws, regulations, binding contracts, whatever you want to call them, right? That that can we can actually get a judge impeached. We don't need a sheriff to go arrest them. Okay, if the judge is elected, the people can get them impeached, right? I mean, we are the remedy. We don't need a title or a dare I say tiara to get the job done, ladies and gentlemen. We don't need it. We could do it ourselves. We could take that title. We could take that tiara. And we can cram it where they think it's going to be important. And we can use our own power to remove these people. But yes, having a constitutional sheriff is absolutely helpful. Okay. Especially when it comes to investigation. But as far as removal, we don't need a sheriff. We don't need a title to do it. We can do it. Okay. We do need them to make arrests though. And to do investigations. And if you're in a county like my county, you've got a doofus unconstitutional sheriff. Your battle's just a little bit more uphill than others, but it's not formidable, okay? It can definitely be beaten. Sonia C., Cornyn has been a rhino a long time, and that is another stated fact coming out of the chat room. 
All right. Thanks for being here, Sonia C. It's great to see you again. Hope you're having a good evening. Don't work too hard, hun. Don't work too hard. All right. So let's go on to our next, you know, it's the weekend, guys. It's a, <laughs> That's why we have so many statements from President Trump today. Um, and then I think we have a whole bunch of in case you missed it moments coming up. We won't go through those. <clears throat> if the old crow waited just 10 days, the Republican majority in the House could have made the ominous bill much, much, much better. Just another win for the Democrats, Mitch. That would not have happened if Trump were president. Another agreeable statement. So funny to read and hear the fake news political pundit saying that maybe he's giving up, even though I'm leading big in the polls. What they don't say is that we have almost two years to go. The rallies will be bigger and better than ever because our country is going to hell. But it's a little bit early, don't you think? Yeah. Did you guys, you know, you open your web browser and you uh, look at the news reel right there. You guys notice how many of these articles coming out. Uh, this X, Y, and Z spells the end for Trump. So-and-so means doom for President Trump. President Trump looks haggard and emotional and ready to quit. Demoralization, demoralization, demoralization. You don't let that mainstream, lamestream, shamestream, fake news, mockingbird propaganda media, that legacy press, you do not let them tell you how to feel America. Okay. Especially if you've been awake for any amount of time. How is you going to let that mainstream, lamestream, shamestream, fake news, mockingbird propaganda, legacy media press tell you how to feel? Do you know the best way to combat that? Ladies and gentlemen, listen to the words of your president, okay? And uh, we'll peruse the headlines of the MSM and the Mockingbird Media if, if that helps. Ah, it's Hillary Clinton. What is this? What did Clinton know and when did she know it? Evidence discovered in investigation that Clinton may have been involved. <gasps> you don't say. It's a must read. Maybe we'll read it tomorrow, President Trump. Okay, what's next? When the FBI attacks its critics as conspiracy theorists, it's time to reform the Bureau. Thank you. Reform. Uh, let's see here. Forget Mitch McConnell. Oh, I guess we're getting onto all of the... Uh, reading to all the In Case You Missed It moments, maybe? In Case You Missed It. Teacher says, every time a bell rings, an angel gets its wings. Okay, so <laughs> it's a wonderful life, ladies and gentlemen. Remember? Okay, there's MTG or whatever her name is. Oh, 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 yes. Actually, I heard this interview the other night. Let's play this and then we'll get right into our news. Okay, we have to play this. This is an interview with uh, Wayne Allen Root and President Trump, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, I want, I you know, not a lot of guy, not a lot of, not a lot of uh, media people speak like this man. So uh, that's why I want to play it for you guys. Let me make sure it's not. <laughs> okay, tell you what, guys, here's what we're going to do. We're talking Carrie Lake's trial tonight, right on the other side of this, ladies and gentlemen. So let's check it out. Why don't we? Come on, Mr. Root. <laughs> you can do it. Ready? 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 Bam! There you go. 
All right. We'll see you guys on the other side of this. All right. I promised you a great Christmas show, Christmas and New Year's show. And I delivered President Donald J. Trump with us, everybody's been since the moment he walked down that uh, that escalator in Trump Tower. Huge fan. And President Trump, I welcome you to America's with Wayne. Good. Thanks, uh, Wayne. It's great being with you. Great being with you. We have we've some good work together. We have. You know, you know, I'm on your team 110% forever. I'm loyal that. for life. And that's my game. When I'm loyal, I'm loyal. And that's it. I never go back. We need you back as president. And my opening commentary, which you haven't even heard yet, but I'm sure you'll get a chance to see a copy of the show. My opening commentary was for this Christmas, I want everyone to appreciate the great gift of President Donald J. Trump because he is our Braveheart. He is our William Wallace. If you remember Mel Gibson's movie Braveheart, it's you fighting against the deep state and the D.C. swamp, and you're the only thing between them and all of us being serfs and slaves. So we appreciate you, I appreciate you, and I, I pray to God you're back again in 24. Well, that's really nice. And the rhinos, too. You know, the rhinos are really bad. In a lot of ways, they're worse than the Democrats. At least you you know where yep. the Democrats are coming from. But these rhinos that we have and guys like Mitch McConnell is so bad, like this omnibus bill. It's not even it's not even believable they're going to pass it. Horrible. It's uh, just an Horrible. incredible I mean, thing. It's uh, how he gets away I, I with this you, stuff. Go ahead. I, I know you commented on the omnibus bill. I saw your comments today. Yeah, Same as mine. Terrible. How could Republicans vote for this? Why would Republicans vote for this? Because Mitch McConnell raises money and he gives it to Republican senators and they go out and vote. Very simple. He's not a leader. He just raises money and he gives it, you know, he pays, gives them a lot of money. And it's amazing, you know, that they can get that by because they needed 10 senators, 10 or 12, and he gets the 10 or 12, including himself. Horrible. You know, on the border security, we get nothing, and yet we're giving four or five countries border security for almost $500 million. So they're allowed to have border security, and we're not. It's not even, it's not even possible what they're doing. And if they waited yeah, for you, two or three weeks, you'd, uh, you'd have the Republican Congress helping and would make a much right. better deal. But he doesn't. Well, he know, wants to get America's it done before top. the Republican Congress comes in. This, this is America's top ten countdown shows. So I come up with the top ten, right? And you just covered quite a few of them. In other words, I said, here's a bill that gives border security to Middle East countries, but none to ours. And here's yep. a bill that gives another forty-five billion to Ukraine, but their invasion. But what about our border invasion? If Title Forty-Two gets lifted, what's going to happen to America? Well, right now it's doing better than we thought in the courts. The courts are sort of holding it up because uh, the judges are saying, like, this is crazy what they're doing to our country. You know, it's, it gets beyond the legal. It gets like it's common sense, most of this stuff. And uh, it'll certainly be a horrible thing. And right now it's extended to pass the weekend. But, you know, I was the one that put it in. It was my idea. And I had remain in Mexico, which was everybody had to remain in right. Mexico until we found out whether or not they're suited to come into our country. Because, you know, I talk about unloading the prisons into our country and everything else, but they're also unloading a lot of the people that aren't making it in their countries. These are smart people. I know about the dictators and the presidents and all, of, you know, the various countries. And they're smart, streetwise people. And what they're doing is sending us all of the people that aren't making it in their country. 
and we are getting right. inundated with millions. I'll bet you the real number will be 15 million people within a year, 15 million total. I agree. But, but you understand the ultimate goal here is that no Republican will ever win for office ever again, let alone yeah. president. No Republican will win. That's the whole point. They're all going to vote But they don't Democrat need to do this the because they cheat so well. Wayne, they don't need to do this because they cheat so well that it, they don't need it. You know, they make up ballots and everything else, but they cheat so well that they actually don't need this. You understand? It's crazy. I destroyed our country. One of my questions was, do you feel vindicated? You and I both. I've been there right with you every day for a year now saying the election was rigged, stolen. And by the way, they just did it again. Look at Carol Lake. Come on, if that's not rigged and stolen, I don't know what is. But don't you feel vindicated now the Twitter around and other social too, I'm sure? It's an amazing thing because you had 2,000 mules and you had all the things and thousands and thousands of pictures of people stuffing and, and so many other things. You know, so many other things. You had more votes and you had voters and lots of things. And it never was, you know, it's it, it was 78% of the people agreed, but still... They didn't agree with, like, fervor. For some reason, this right. FBI thing has just really infuriated. People are calling me up all of a sudden. You know, people that were not into it as much and people that were saying, like, I don't know. You know, they, they're doing other things in life, okay? You know, in all fairness to them. And now they're saying, you know, you were right. This election was rigged and stolen. This was rigged. Because the FBI thing was so egregious. And now the out of state said, oh, gee, we love working with companies. Wait a minute. They didn't work with a company. They worked with a company to suppress Trump and to build up Biden. And it was right. pure and simple. Right. Suppress. And it and amounted to millions and, and millions and millions of votes. And they paid them. In other words, to me, if government paid, paid private industry yeah. to change the news feed and to change what they're seeing and to suspend and ban Wayne Root, and to make sure no one likes Donald Trump. That's treason. Yep. That's that's treason. Yep, that is. Can you imagine if it happened on the other side? Can you imagine if it happened with right. Obama being on the other side? How about this? We yeah, caught right. them uh, cheating on my campaign. They were they were spying on my campaign. How about if we spied on, let's say, Obama's campaign? Okay. Right. Let's say right. Obama, because it was Obama. This was before I got in. You know, this corruption took place long before I got in. But what happened, is, and it continues in the form of a deep state, but could you imagine spying on Obama or Biden, but Obama's campaign? And they, was, they were spying on my campaign. And that was Obama and Biden no. and Comey and all of this, this, these people that were there. Incredible. Well, you, you may not even know that, that Obama, as president, literally used the IRS to come after me and try to destroy my life. Can you well, imagine if you use the IRS to the promise hands or yeah. Obama or Democrat Senate? Sure. Can you imagine? Yeah, we're not Crazy. allowed to do that, right, but he, uh, they did it. And well, what they've done to Christians, done to Christians yeah. and what they did to the Tea Party and everything else was right. just terrible. And to me, terrible. personally. <laughs> All right, yeah. so let me get to a couple That's of controversial terrible. things. I'm on your team 100%. You know that I'm Jewish by birth, and yeah. I've always felt that you were the greatest president ever for the Jewish people and for Israel. You were the grand marshal of the real parade down Fifth Avenue, Manhattan. Come on. So I want right. to give you a chance now to answer all the critics who try and make it like 
you're anti-Jewish and you sat with an anti-Semite. Yeah. Ridiculous. Answer those critics, please. Well, look, it's a very simple answer. I've done more for Israel than probably almost any other person, let alone president, but certainly Correct. than any other president. Nobody even close. I mean, I could go through a list of things, and I don't want to bore you with it, but I could go through a list of things from Jerusalem to the embassy to, you know, so many, so much. To, frankly, yes. the Iran nuclear deal, which is probably more important, to go on heights, uh, and, and then you can take it right from there. Even your... Uh, Gentleman from Iowa that was, they put him in jail for 28 years, and I pardoned him. And uh, Rubashkin, right. uh, I pardoned him, and it was horrible what they did. But I could go on and on and on. But you don't have enough time for that. Nobody did more. And I, I gave a speech to a lot of very wonderful Jewish people the other day, about 900 at Doral in Miami. And I, I said, uh, I "You've got to, you've got to be, you've got to be more loyal to your friends." Because, you know, if you take a look at the Israeli lobby, the Israeli lobby 15 years was untouchable. Now it's frankly, you have politicians running away from it. And it's, you know, they've got to be careful because you have uh, AOC plus three, you know, Tlaib and the group. You have a lot of people right. that have developed more power than Israel has. They have to be loyal to their friends. Yeah, no, I get it. Listen, I think you're as loyal as anyone to the Jewish people in the history of the White House. And I understand your anger and I understand your questioning why the heck you're not getting the Jewish vote being loyal back to you. I get it. I'm Jewish and I get it. So I got 25% of the Jewish vote in 2016. I got 25% of the Jewish vote. And I didn't do it for votes. I did it because it was the right thing to do. Then I did Golan right. Heights, which is a big deal. They were trying to get it for 60 years. I got it done in 15 minutes. I did Golan Heights, which is unbelievably important. But more importantly, I did the embassy. I did Jerusalem. Coming I did all, all of this. They're, look, they're all did, great. They're all great. And then I did, no, and then I did the Iran nuclear deal and terminated it, which is was probably the most valuable thing I did, if you want, because they, they want to terminate Israel. So I did the Iran nuclear deal. And then a guy calls me up who I know, who's been very good to me. You know, he was on Tucker Carlson the other day, a couple of months ago, saying Trump is great. And he wanted to have dinner because I think he needed help, because he needs help. But I think he needed oh, help. Yeah, yeah. And all of a sudden they say, oh, I'm having dinner with him, and he's an anti-Semite. Now, how am I supposed to know he's an anti-Semite? If he is an anti-Semite, he didn't express that to me, by the way. But if he is, so all of a sudden, no, no, we've got to have more loyalty. Yeah, no, I get it. Listen, Obama sat in the pew of an anti-Semite for 20 years, giving That's lectures right. at his church, Reverend Wright, and nobody <laughs> ever said a word about it. The media, no. liberals, no one. You have one dinner with a stranger, and the whole world's against you. Let me yeah. get to point number two that I get letters all the time about. We know you don't like Mitch McConnell, but why do you stand with Kevin McCarthy or Ronan McDaniel? That other two I get all the time. I don't understand why, because me, I don't like them either, like McConnell, to me. But you tell me. Go ahead. I'll, I'll tell you. First of all, uh, I think Kevin uh, has really worked hard. I think perhaps most importantly, we're playing a very dangerous game. We have a majority of uh, literally a few votes, a few votes, and you could end up with somebody uh, just horrible. You could end up with a horrible speaker, including possibly a Democrat speaker. So they're playing a very dangerous game. You know, I could tell you a lot about, look, I know so much about this particular thing, but they're playing a very, very dangerous game. 
than they are. I get Very it. I get it. He's better than the worst case scenario. But you know that at times McCarthy stabs you in the back. So, no, so when he does he that, I, don't I mean, like I understand them. that. I yeah. understand that. I mean, he does it again. Uh, well, right. come back they will. You know, I mean, I get life. I get the way it works. But we are in a situation where, you know, a couple of votes and you're going to have people. We had a guy named Boehner. You know, he was a crying guy. I watched yeah, him the John other day Boehner, crying yeah. all over the place. Terrible. I've never seen, I don't think I've ever <laughs> seen anything like it. He was crying like a baby. Every time they asked him a question, he broke down. But we had him and they didn't want him and they got him out. And then they couldn't make the right deal. And they ended up with Paul Ryan, who was 10 times worse. Okay, 10 times worse. Yeah. He's the worst. And well, he, all- he, well, he was a horrible speaker. Why, and, why? you know, that stuff could happen again. It could. But it seems like all our Republican leaders, they're all weak and feckless and cowardly, except well, the, you. The I worst, why we, the worst we have is Mitch McConnell. I mean, Mitch McConnell is the worst. Yeah. And what I well, really I with that. am disappointed in, he was so nice to me for two years and he was just as nice as you could be and he was running and he was losing and he asked for my endorsement and instead of running somebody in the primary against him in Kentucky which likes me and I like them I didn't do that I didn't run I should have run somebody in the primary but for two two and a half years he was so nice so I gave him the endorsement and he went up 20 points and he won and then as soon as he won it was like uh, you know just ridiculous it was ridiculous but he's, he's sna- bad news. he's, he's a, so bad he's for the snake. country and he's so bad for the party right well it's dc you know what they say if you want a friend get a dog they're all snakes yeah. that's the problem yeah. no he's you bad snakes and vipers all right last question because i i know i promised you i keep this tight last question and again you know, i'm with you all the way 110 percent. but you and i disagree right. on one issue the vaccines but I tell right. people all the time, it doesn't matter because number one, you're the greatest economic president of my lifetime and economy is number one for me. And number two, you're against mandates. So nobody would right. ever have to take it against their will. So right. I just want to get you on record saying, if you're president again in 2024, for all those people that keep writing me letters saying, how can you support President Trump when you don't believe in the vaccines, Wayne? And he does. I just want to get this literally out there for everybody. You would not mandate vaccines. Yeah, that's true. And I did. And even more so, you know, I had governors. I had governors that, you know, being going with a federalist program. But some of these governors, more so than Florida, more so than anybody, some of these governors kept their states open and they didn't mandate at all. And that was okay with me. I didn't make the mandate. Now they make a mandate. You know, Biden make a mandate, but I didn't do that. And my attitude is if they want to take them, they can take them. If they don't want to take them. But I did provide nine months instead of five years or 12 years. They said it was going to take it. I got it done by the FDA. And I have to say, Wayne, there are people that say I saved in the world. I saved 100 million lives. A hundred million people it. died in 1917. And they say this would have been worse. I saved 100 million it, lives. A, there are people now, you know, you look at different I reports and some reports are glowing and some yes. aren't. But I got it done in nine. Uh, months instead of, but I didn't make people take them. If they didn't take them. They didn't have to. And I had governors all kept this open. Literally, if you look at Tennessee, if you look at South Carolina, uh, South Dakota, right. I mean, we had states that were closed. They never ended because I never made them. Right. I just want to make sure you're on record. You're not for mandates, and you would never mandate a child 
to get this vaccine. No, you never mandate no. the military. The military I actually think the children vaccine. shouldn't have them. The children don't need them. You know, with the immune systems, right. the children don't need them. It's terrible they're doing and with the, the children. But I, I did not right. mandate. I wouldn't mandate. And the military. The governor's not to mandate, too. And I made it possible for governors to keep their states open. Now, the right. Democrats want, didn't do the that. Military. They had this crazy plan of closing heard, up the states. I heard you say clearly and loudly that anyone in the military who lost their job was kicked out of the military because they wouldn't vaccinate. You think they should get their job back and get back pay. So that's great. That's right. That's, a, that's, part, of my, that's so. part of my platform. They get their back. They get back pay. They should not, that should not All have right. happened. Has such potential. What they're doing to our military with this woke nonsense is horrible. Yes. Afghanistan was such an embarrassment to our country. It was incredible. And look at me. I took out ISIS. I took out a hundred percent of the ISIS caliphate. Quickly knocked out Al Baghdadi. Knocked out Soleimani. Nobody's done more. Nobody's done more in many ways. But when you talk about Israel, and I know you're very close to Israel, when you talk about Israel, just the fact that I knocked out ISIS and I look, you know, take a look at what I did. Nobody's right. done that. Nobody. And that's a hundred percent of ISIS. Now they're trying to rebuild Listen, ISIS, again. ISIS and the Iran Treaty alone make you the greatest leader ever for Israel. And that includes the leaders of Israel. So I'm with you, but I care about America most. By far, yep. America first, and best America president ever. We're going we're to call it, uh, you know, goodbye for today. But we'll have you back again soon. I want to wish you and Melania and all your kids a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. I appreciate all you do. And I pray to God you're back again. I wish before 24, I wish there was a way to get you tomorrow because the election was stolen and we need yeah. you back. Merry yeah. Christmas. Well, yeah, you happen to be Merry right Christmas. about that. Thank you very much, Wayne. I'll talk to you soon. Have a great year. Have a great year. God bless you. God bless Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Number 45 and hopefully number 47. All right. That was Donald Trump, President of the United States, uh, President Donald J. Trump, best president of my lifetime, best economic president, I think, ever, arguably, and right up there, him and Reagan, one and two, the greatest Republican presidents ever. And I hope we get them back. Can't believe what they've done to him. Great. All right. Oh, man. And your lifetime, Wayne Root? I mean, I know I'm not a spring chick, but uh, that's uh, that's track record right there, ladies and gentlemen. That is what you call a track record. Who are you voting for now, huh? Who Are you Are you going to let the, the MSM and you're gonna let all these other people run over your president? You know, the one who had the election stolen, the one who did not concede, the one who did the best job at restoring this republic, the one who had the best job at reforming the Republican Party, right? The one who made us energy independent, the one who fought for free and fair elections, the one who exposed the deep state, the one who upended most of the globalist contracts that they tried to pass uh, pass on us outside of law and constitutionality with what these binding agreements and contracts, right? And I'm just going to say it, he was also the best at making America great again. And that's President Trump. And you know, now I remember why it was that I wanted to play this, guys, for you. Can we get someone to clip out like the last five to ten minutes of this interview? Okay, because, again, the whole vaccine issue, I think it should be restated. Because uh, you better believe, folks, as we get into 2024, they're going to start bringing that issue up again. And that's when all of your Trump traders are going to show their hands again. Okay, so I'm telling you now. It's 2022, guys, before we get into the new year.
Before we get into 2023, get ready for the vaccines to come out again by the Trump traders. Okay. They're all going to come out again with the vaccines and they're all going to spill their poison. All right. And they're all going to uh, diminish our uh, ability to uh, restore this republic because we cannot maintain um, an honest, an upright, or just someone who gives a damn about this nation. You know, none of these people do. President Trump did and does, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Real quick, Aurelius Locke, I had to say thank you real quick. I did not know who that was earlier today. (laughs) Only because I don't know your last name, sir. Uh, But now I do. (laughs) Thank you, sir. I appreciate that, Mr. Locke, for your uh, your cash app love there, sir. Over the and, and merry belated Christmas to you and yours, sir. May the roads remain ever safe for you while you're out there. And don't work too hard, sir. Okay? Don't work too hard. <laughs> I'm trying, sir, but I really do appreciate your support. Thank you again much. My heart to yours, sir. My heart to yours. So, yeah, that's what I wanted to... The reason why I brought up that entire, entire... Um, the reason why I brought up that entire, uh, uh, and that was kind of that, that was kind of actually uh, off off the cuff for me. I wasn't planning to play that interview today. I'd listened to it, uh, I think, like on Friday or Saturday, and I was like, "Ooh, this is good!" Like, you know, they're bringing up the they're bringing up the topic of the vaccines. They're bringing up all of the wins that Trump did. They're bringing up his track record, right? Stuff that people these days don't seem to recall, remember, acknowledge, or care about. You know. Yeah, I'm kind of like, has it always been the world that's had such a bad memory and been uh, so short of uh, attention span? Or is it that just been the way that we've been projected to be? So this way, you know, we can get uh, we can get they can get one over on us. So uh, quick on the heels, quick on the heels of that interview, because I was going to go through the Twitter files today, at least some of them. But I want to talk Carrie Lake. So we'll just do real quick. Uh, we had this with James Baker. And this also kind of ties in with President Trump as well, uh, especially because like in the case of James Baker, uh, former FBI special counsel, former, uh, you know, uh, what, 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 I don't remember what his official title at Twitter was, but let's just call him like the thought police, right? Thought police over at Twitter, former thought police officer over at Twitter, right? Probably the head of the department, uh, caught trying to, uh, was tried or attempted to, or wanted to delete any positive tweets that president Trump might've given out about COVID-19. That was one of the stories to go through tonight. Uh, there was another one that has directly to do with the collusion of big government. Hey, Mr. Musk, what's up? We'll get to you tomorrow, sir. Just a moment. Uh, had to do with the collusion because that was what the Twitter files were going through right now. We had what I think drops 10 and 11. I don't even know if my numbers are right on these guys. You guys would know better than I would. Uh, but um, today's drop it happened today uh, was about uh, COVID-19 and uh, how the government rigged Twitter to to rig the debate on Twitter about COVID-19. Uh, they did that by censoring information that was true, but that was inconvenient to the United States government policy by discrediting doctors and other es- experts who disagreed by suppressing ordinary users, including some who shared the CDC's own data. Now, there's a thing, guys. This is stuff that uh, people in my audience have been well-versed in for quite some time. But again, maybe we shouldn't be so self-important. I'm talking about myself here, not you guys. You guys are important, okay? <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't be so self-important think that it's all about. No, 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 no. Uh, this is for other people. Okay. These are, but these are also confirmation receipts, which we might have known they were doing this behind the scenes, but we did not have the receipts, the sauce to prove it. Now we do. Okay. 
So uh, that's what we had in that case. And then the other uh, file, Twitter file that dropped, I think it was on Saturday, uh, had to do with other governmental agencies working with the White House. And and that uh, other other governmental agencies was actually in uh, the Twitter's uh, Twitter t- Twitter employees, uh, you know, communications and stuff like that, uh, protocols, as it were. I mean, it's an official. It was an official acronym for them. Other government agencies are working with Twitter, you know, uh, and, and that's not just the FBI. The CIA is now implicated in it also. But the much bigger, um, the much bigger conversation that has yet to be sparked that it's getting lit right now is the other social media and big tech uh, companies that are involved in collusion with the government, right? Including Go Ogle. So before we jump into Carrie Lake, I had to share this one with you guys in case you didn't catch it. Cause it, it just, it's, it's a, um, it's a boon to everything that, uh, to the discussion and the conversation that's happening right now in regard to the Twitter files, president Trump, the Hunter Biden laptop, big media, big corporations, uh, big government and big tech. Right. So uh, take a look at this one. Like I said, I thought this was a very, very, very interesting uh, article. Uh, some of y'all, yes, that is the Go Ogle color pillars right there at the White House. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Kind of makes you wonder, like, what the heck is going on? Do I not have a, uh, oh, I don't. Okay, well, let me just put it on the screen for you guys. All right, so this is from the Arizona Sun-Times, and I'm just going to copy this headline right here. So I can give you guys a banner. All right, so we had the former GoOgle CEO bankrolling dozens of White House jobs. Okay, now this is a brand new article that well, was published yesterday from the Arizona Sun-Times. Now, again, receipts, receipts, receipts. That's what the patriots want. General information and knowledge, that's what the normal people are getting. Do, you know, I don't even like saying normal people. That sounds terrible. And I think normies is a woke word. Anyways, no, um, to the sleeping Americans, right? The, the unengaged, the unactivated, right? The disengaged, okay? So let's see what this article had to say. It's from the Arizona Sun-Times. So we're right on the path that we need to be to get to the Cary Lake trials, right? But real quick, because this is stuff that I think is uh, good to know. And this also will just go to back up the truth that is the truth that is happening at Twitter. Did you see how truth infiltrated Twitter, ladies and gentlemen? I told you it's about time that we had some truth over at Twitter, right? Now let's talk about Go Ogle bankrolling White House jobs. From the pages of the Arizona Sun-Times, former Go Ogle CEO Eric Schmidt helped fund the salaries of more than two dozen Biden administration officials through Federation of American Scientists. Fellowships Politico reported. Schmidt Futures, a philanthropic organization headed by Schmidt, helped fund a FAS program titled Day One Project, which placed fellows in science and technology positions in the White House following the 2020 elections, according to Politico. The fellows have served in departments such as the White House Council of Economic Advisors, the White House Council of Environmental Quality, and the Department of Energy. Schmidt Futures is a philanthropic initiative that is creating the largest pipeline of exceptional talent and matching it with the opportunity to serve others, a Schmidt 
spokesperson. <laughs> what is they smoking over there, Schmidt? A Schmidt spokesperson told the Daily Caller News Foundation, as one of 40 plus donors to FAS, the organization is aiming to advance scientific research that benefits society. This includes supporting data scientists, connectivity for Americans, advancement in AI, organ transplants, and transforming the foster care system, to name a few. Alex Engler, a fellow at the Brookings Institution, told Politico that Schmidt Schmidt is clearly trying to influence artificial intelligence policy to a disproportionate degree. Schmidt has a record of investing in startup companies which used AI, CNBC reported. These investments were reportedly made during his tenure as chairman of the National Security Commission on Artificial Intelligence and total over 50 investments. Wait, 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 wait. So Schmidt has a record of investing in startup companies. Okay. Uh, these investments were reportedly made during his tenure as chairman of the National Security Commission on Art. What? Is, is this a, is, is this a government position? National Security Commission sure does sound like it to me. Now, uh, that's a little bit of interesting information. Okay, let's pull that up real quick. Commissioner Bio. The National Security Commission on Intellig Artificial Intelligence. I want to see what this is all about. Okay. I've never heard of this before. Let's just take a gander real quick and Carrie Lake is... We'll be in a little bit of overtime tonight, guys, just so we can talk the Carrie Lake trial and some of the developments that were coming out of that and just some, some points I think are noteworthy, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, the most biggest noteworthy point is put down the bottle of black pills. We're going to the Supreme Court. Okay. All right. You too, David Manpacker. Anyways, okay. Uh, so it says, uh, we have seen AI providing conversation and comfort to the lonely. We've also seen AI engaging in racial discrimination. Yet the biggest harm that AI is likely to do to individuals in the short term is job displacement. As the amount of work we can auto automate with AI is vastly larger than before. As leaders, it is incumbent on all of us to make sure we are building a world in which every individual has an opportunity to thrive, says Eric Schmidt chairman of the national security council or whatever commission on and artificial intelligence who who ordained you guys oh this is okay i was like this is austin okay <laughs> no that's probably not austin we don't there's not that many big uh, buildings over there okay anyways okay uh, on august 13th 2018 section 1051 of the john s mccain that's right we're gonna say his name because he's a rhino and he's been funding all of these fake patriots well not him personally okay but they all go to the teat of john mccain in arizona and in texas okay arizona and texas has got some of the biggest infiltration pockets of traitors to this nation that are influencers and who are uh, Republican operatives and who are Republican uh, uh, political uh, people, ladies and gentlemen, like operatives. Okay, anyways, let me not get off on that. Okay, so on August 13, 2018, Section 1051 of the John S. McCain National Defense Authorization Act for fiscal year 2019 established the National Security Commission on Artificial Intelligence as an independent commission to consider the methods and means necessary to advance the development of artificial intelligence, machine learning, and associated technologies to comprehensively 
address the national security and defense needs of the United States. In order to get the commission's work underway quickly, the Department of Defense agreed to assist the commission in certain administrative matters, such as human resources, office space, and contracting. All right, so we got an idea of what this is all about. I have never heard of this before. Okay, so let's go back to Schmidt. All right, now here's Eric Schmidt over here. Let's see, what does this say? Eric Schmidt was nominated by former Chairman Mac Thornberry, Republican of Texas, who served on the House Armed Services Committee. Doesn't it figure we'd have a rhino from Texas getting a, a eugenicist person type in here? Okay. So uh, we don't need to read about Eric Schmidt's biography, okay? I just I'm, I was just looking up information on this. Additionally, he's the co-founder of uh, Schmidt Futures, which, help, which helps exceptional people do more for others by applying science and technology thoughtfully and working together across the fields. In 2019, Eric and his wife, Wendy, announced a new $1 billion philanthropic commitment to identify and support talent across disciplines and around the globe, beginning with the launch of RISE a partnership with Schmidt Futures and the Rhodes Trust to increase opportunities for extraordinary young people and empower them to serve others. In May 2020, Eric, Schmidt Fu Fu Eric and Schmidt Futures were selected by New York Governor Andrew Cuomo to lead the state's 16-member Blue Ribbon Commission, which will employ lessons learned for the COVID-19 pandemic. You know, I want to look into all of this stuff right now, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I need to save this article for later, okay? But I'm like, they're going to scrub the internet if we don't do it now. Just kidding. Okay, so let's get back to this article from the Arizona Sun-Times. Okay, so it says here, Alex Angler, a fellow... Okay, we read that part. Schmidt has a record of investing in startup companies which uh, used AI, CNBC reported. Now, this is why I had to look it up because... Eric Schmidt invested in over 50 companies while he was serving as chairman of the National Security Commission on Intelligence, Artificial Intelligence. That seems just kind of like unethical to me, but, you know, I know everyone else in Washington does it. So I guess that's business as usual. I don't know how that makes you feel, America. Uh, this angler person said, we've seen a dramatic increase in investment toward advancing AI capacity in government and not much is not much in limiting harmful use. The Tech Transparency Project published a report on Tuesday, which claimed that Schmidt is exploiting a little-known government program. Yeah, it is little-known because I had no idea. I mean, not, not that I would know it, but, you know, I, I mean, it is little-known. He's exploiting a little-known government program to install his allies in key roles across the federal government. It further claimed that the program has allowed the former GoOgle CEO to establish a network of acolytes in positions to advance his financial interests, all with little public oversight. Eric Schmidt appears to be systematically abusing this little-known set of programs to exert his influence in the federal government, Katie Paul, the director of the Tech Transparency Project, told Politico. The question is, on whose behalf is it? GoOgle, where he's still a major shareholder? Is it to advance his own portfolio of investments, artificial intelligence and bioengineering or energy? The public has a right to know who's paying their public servants and why. Schmidt's spokesperson, however, told the DCNF that claims questioning Schmidt's financial input could be misleading. 
this is the spokesperson said, while it is appropriate to review the relationship between the public and private sectors to ensure compliance and ethics oversight, there are people with the expertise and experience to make monumental change and advance our country, and they should have the opportunity to work across sectors to maintain our competitive advantage for public benefit. Wait, 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 wait. Whose country are you talking about, spokesperson for Go Ogle? Are you talking about the people's America or are you talking about, you know, the corporate Marxist, you know, in organic America, ladies and gentlemen? You see, this is more doublespeak. Not only politicians will say one thing out of their mouth and mean another in their hearts, okay? People do this too. In business, spokespersons for uh, CEOs like Go Ogle do this, okay? Donors, PACs, uh, NGOs, uh, all these people, you voters even, ladies and gentlemen, voters even. But this is that. This is what I'm talking about, okay? So this guy's saying it's okay if there's a conflict of interest with Eric Schmidt working for the government because he has the ability to make monumental change and advance our country. Whose country? I will ask you again, spokesperson for Go Ogles, Eric Schmidt. Not my America. Okay, not my America. It is sad that certain folks, the spokesperson goes on to say, seem to disregard evidence countering a predetermined narrative and be focused primarily on rehashing so many of the same tired, inaccurate, mostly anonymous, demonstrably false or highly misleading stories, even in the face of clear evidence of compliance. You know, if you took that stance with evidence of election fraud, the world would be a different place, right? It is disappointing that these speculative pieces overlook the extraordinary collaboration which has resulted from broad participation in bipartisan, uh, bipartisan initiatives to address fundamental challenges to United States competitiveness and collective prosperity. A White House spokesperson denied claims that the funds could be interpreted as influence, telling Politico that neither Eric Schmidt nor the Federation of American Scientists exert influence on policy matters. That is a load. Because guess what? If they don't go along with Eric Schmidt, who stops getting paid out of Eric Schmidt's account? Probably the National Commission on uh, yeah, Artificial Intelligence or whatever the heck the name of this thing organization is. A Schmidt Futures uh, spokesperson downplayed the group's influence in the administration by stating that the group funds less than 30% of the project. The What, the taxpayers pay the rest? Yeah, it seems like they might want Schmidt's 30%, okay? The White House and, F you know what? And that 30% is just for his ownership, not because he wants to help. It's just so he can put his name on it and call it his own, right? And so that things go his way. The American people aren't stupid, all right? The White House and FAS did not immediately respond. Okay, two questions for comment. Okay, so, well, there you go. I just thought I'd share that with you guys. That's that's actually a rather eye-opening article, guys. <laughs> An eye-opening article about the lies and the lawlessness of these people, but also about agencies that very scarcely few of us knew about. So there you go. I mean, and this is at all levels of government, guys. It's not just, you know, our government using taxpayer money to, uh, you know, bankroll Twitter employees to do their job, Okay. They're buying influence in the in the in the areas of science, nature, you know, anything, guys. It's all all coming down to that, right? It's all coming down to that. Insane, guys. Oh, Aurelius Locke. That's what that acronym stood for. I was like, what does that acronym stand for? <laughs> it's Wayne Allen Root. Okay. 
uh, Aurelius Locke said in regards to that interview with um, Wayne Allen Root and uh, President Trump, I wish that uh, Wayne Allen Root would have brought up the vax injury stuff. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. You know, that that might have been another great leap forward for President Trump. But I mean, I get why he may not have brought it up because, um, yeah, we're approaching an election year, right? And uh, let's, well, I'll, I'll put it under this umbrella. Uh, I'm willing to bet the uh, vaccines that were made during Trump's administration, while optically speaking, still in office were way different than the ones that came out when Biden was in office. Just a guess. Okay. So Elf's Park, what's going on? Merry Christmas. And thank you for uh, gifting the cookie. I appreciate that. Many thanks. Normie is easier to say than... <laughs> Aurelius Luck. Normie is easier to say than unactivated, fast asleep American. <laughs> yeah, I get it. I get it, sir. I get it, sir. Anyways, okay. Let's move on to some um, Arizona information. All right, guys, you have a fair warning. Swamp creature alert. Oh, wait, that's not a swamp creature. Swamp creature alert. Ah, if it isn't the old snake herself, Katie Schnobbs. I still cannot believe this woman is a twin. You know, you thought you could not deal with one of her, but there are two of her. I mean, come on, ladies and gentlemen. Come on. Okay. So uh, what's the headline on the screen? Election criminal Katie Hobbs files to sanction Lake legal team for questioning election fraud. Now, here is a theme that we have seen since 2020, right? We still got Dominion voting machines suing the pants off of everyone that uh, decided to uh, question election, inte election integrity question the accuracy, the fairness, and the lawfulness of elections, okay? So it, it just goes to reason that Katie Hobbs, uh, uh, election criminal of Arizona, would employ the same tactics. Uh, once the Supreme, once the Superior Court judge of Arizona threw the case out, and the case being the uh, stolen 2022 Maricopa County elections case, in regards to Carrie Lake and the office of governor. Okay. So it, it just goes to figure now, rest assured, ladies and gentlemen, this is simply for a chilling effect. You know, I don't know what, I don't know how the sanctions will hold in regards to anything, you know, once this case moves on, because it, it will be appealed and it is being appealed, you know, that's why I can sit up here and not be like, oh, woe is me. And, and then just go on a tirade about our corrupt judicial system. Because that is part of the exposure that's coming in. We're seeing all the traitors. We're seeing all the corrupt judges, lawyers, jurors, whatever. Judicial system. Judicial branch. You know, we're seeing all that come to light. We're seeing every single way that they used election uh, fraud against us and all the various types and the other the other the other things that they employed, like actual suppression of of voters and the vote, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, but rest assured, you can depend on someone like uh, the unlawful, yeah, the lawless, right? The lawlessness of someone like Katie Hobbs to uh, want to push sanctions for anyone who dare question her uh her her 
scheme, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, Arizona Governor-elect Katie Hobbs files sanctions against candidate, former candidate, right? Against Governor Lake. I'm just going to call her Governor Lake. Too bad. Let's see here. Arizona Secretary of Snakes Katie Hobbs, uh, who was announced the winner of the gubernatorial race in Arizona, joined a Maricopa County motion seeking sanctions against her opponent, Carrie Lake. Now, you, you notice it's, it was announced the winner. It didn't say who was the winner. It didn't say who won the election. It didn't say fair and squarely. Who was announced the winner? That's just so Fox News doesn't get caught up in being what? Complicit? Even though Fox News has done crap for election integrity? Okay. Yeah. Maricopa County Superior Court Judge Peter Thompson ruled against Lake's challenge to the result of the November gubernatorial race in which Hobbs was declared the winner by about half a percentage point. Uh, Thompson, who was appointed... Is he related to Benny Thompson, I wonder? Just kidding. Thompson, who was appointed by then-Governor Jan Brewer, a Republican, found the court who is not presented with clear and convincing evidence of widespread misconduct Lake alleged influenced the 2022 general election results. But did, did most of y'all know that the judge threw out like eight of the ten um, points that the Lake legal team was bringing to court? And he only took two points. This is why I was wondering, like, I was like, why are they just focusing on the ballot paper? Like, why are they just focusing on the ballot paper? It's because that was one of the only um, uh, one of the only uh, fragments of the the Carrie Lake lawsuit when in in total, when incomplete, not fragmented into into oh we can only talk about this and we can only talk about that, but that was one of the only two uh, facets that the judge allowed to make it into the courtroom. Right, so he barred eight of the uh, eight of the allegations that were coming in against Hobbs and Maricopa County. All right. Interesting factoid. I'm not sure many people are aware of. And in fact, I'm actually curious about how that will play moving up into the Supreme court, you know, like, will the Supreme court only be able to consider the two factoids that the Lake team was allowed to present, you know, and what were the ones that the judge kicked out? We'll talk about that in a minute too. Okay. So uh, getting back to this, uh, it says Lake's claims included problems with ballot printers at some polling places on election day where the results were the results. Look at these people were the results of intentional misconduct. Oh, wait, I read that sentence wrong. That's why uh, Thompson said Lake's witnesses claim to have no knowledge of the alleged misconduct. On Monday, Hobbs requested the court award her $36,990 in attorney's fees and expenses for the court proceedings attached to Lake's challenge. Okay. So uh, that is what's, that's what's going on now. Okay. And that's to be expected. It's, it's not something that should get, you know, our underwear in a twist. It's not something that we should lose sleep over. Oh, look at this lady. Do you remember her? Not so tough without your car, are you? Anyways. Okay. So um, as I was saying, uh, getting back to Hobbs and uh, her lawlessness, you know, it's not something that should that's not something that should keep us awake at night, ladies and gentlemen. This this is an expected maneuver. All right. In in the uh, in the lawfare, right? Repertoire sanctions. OK, I mean, hello. What did they do to Sidney Powell? They're trying to get her for billions of dollars on the hook. Are you kidding me? Right. Anyways. When broke down, the fees are comprised of 94.3 hours worked by CB, totaling $31,090 plus an additional $5,900 for services retained from expert witness Ryan Macias. Oh my God, they're going to pay this loser? He's not even an expert. 
He was hardly even a witness. They snuck him in there during the uh, Maricopa County forensic audit. Anyways, I'm surprised that Fox News even reported on this. Right? I'm surprised Fox News is even talking about elections. No, that does not make them a good guy, y'all. They're still a globalist operation. I don't care what they're talking about, right? Anyways, so uh, that's what's going on with Hobbes, <laughs> so to speak here, guys. But uh, there was another interesting article that I thought I should <clears throat> sorry, share with you all about the selected governor of Arizona. <laughs> Uh, it's her first she's not even on day one guys and she's already busted sleeping on the job okay did you guys catch this article <laughs> i was like this is from the western journal okay like damning photo reporter says distracted hobbs was asleep in a meeting two days after certifying her own stolen election not even on a day one and she's already sleeping on the job okay that's Katie Schnobs for you, ladies and gentlemen, Secretary of Snakes for Arizona. On December 5, in her position as Secretary of Snakes of Arizona, Katie Hobbs certified her own electoral victory in the governor's race. If a last-minute legal challenge by Republican candidate Carrie Lake fails, and these things rarely succeed, so don't hold without much hope, Hobbs will take office as the state's next governor on January 5. Outgoing Governor Doug Ducci, a Republican, graciously allowed her to participate in his stead at the Western Governors Association's winter meeting at the Arizona Biltmore Resort in Phoenix on December 7th. Just two days after the ceremony certifying her own stolen victory, this was practically a coming out party for her. Uh, flanked by the governors and political dignitaries, it was her time to bask in the spotlight as the bell of the ball, Elias Weiss of the Phoenix News Times reported. Instead, you hardly knew she was there. Um, <clears throat> this was not an overstatement. After making a big deal over the victory uh, certification, Hobbs' first major outing representing the state she'll be governing could not have bored more, her more, apparently. Hobbs did not utter a single peep during her time on stage at the winter meeting of the Western Governors Associate, probably because she felt like a fraud, right? She's like, I'm not going to speak because they'll see right through me. She spent most of the time with her head bowed, either tapping the screen on her cell phone or closing her eyes and appearing to be asleep. I'm the governor of Arizona. I'm the one the people love and elected. I'm the one who went on a 500 plus campaign day tour. I'm the one who spoke before thousands of people. I'm the one who spoke before tens and tens of thousands of people with President Trump. I'm the one that everyone turned up to to vote for on election day. Yeah. Already asleep. On the con. Ah, Katie Hobbs is asleep on the con, ladies and gentlemen. She's asleep on the con. Okay. <laughs> Hobbs had agreed to take part in three separate panel discussions and a business session, but did virtually zilch in both. She was joined on stage by more than a dozen panelists, each of whom spoke at length about policy ideas, parlayed with each other, and asked questions. Hobbs was the only one to stay silent. It's because she's out of her league. 
you know? The communications director for the Western Governors Association did not have any re ready reason why Hobbs decided to act like a sulky teenager at the event either. Other than that's just this, that's the character that Katie, that's actually perfect. Because that's the character Katie Hobbs has uh, engaged in this entire time. A sulky teenager, right? Running away from cameramen and, and reporters, right? Uh, hiding in her basement, not debating with her with her, uh, her political opponent, you know? This is exactly the kind of behavior you would expect from a teenager, right? And, uh, you know, I would say Hobbs probably stayed silent because... Uh, they didn't give her any talking points yet. Probably they weren't. Probably they were not expecting Doug Ducci to say, "Hey, I want to. I want to check out early. Here you go, Hobbs. Go to this boring governor's meeting for me, right? You know, she probably had no talking points. She probably had nothing to say. They gave her nothing. All right, because she's just a stand-in, anyways, right? Yeah, maybe they didn't. Maybe they didn't have her little earplugs set up for her, like you know, Obama Biden style. You know what I mean? So this way she can just parrot whatever someone is talking to her in her ear. She's a stand-in, guys. She's a ringer. She's not the real governor. Whoever's pulling her purse strings, that's the person you're looking for, ladies and gentlemen. All right. It says here, I don't know why she did not participate, said Jack Spina. It was just a funky time having these winter meetings during election year. Uh, and let's just make clear the extent of her non-participation. She did not muster a single remark during a conversation with Tom Simplett director of the Arizona Department of Housing about the housing shortage in the state, Weiss reported. Yet in early November, she announced her own plan for addressing affordable housing and was praised by housing advocates. At one point during the discussion, conference chair and Colorado governor Jared Polis turned to Hobbs and asked if she had any questions or comments. She looked up from her cell phone for a fleeting moment to silently shake her head no. Thanks for the input. The only person who can really answer why there was this level of non-participation is Hobbes herself. And as the New York Times discovered, that was not going to happen. Can you have my office schedule something? I'd rather do it that way, she told a reporter from the alternative paper when asked about her torpidity at the conference. <laughs> oh, I take it back. I said the New York Times. The New Times, okay, the New Times, not the New York Times, discovered. And apparently they are an alternative paper. I've never heard of them. Uh, let's see here. The a reporter then informed her that her office did not communicate with the paper. Okay, I'm sorry. Thank you, Hop said. She then left briskly, according to the reporter. Arizona independents and moderate Republicans, congratulations, you own this mess. Arizona independents. No, I wouldn't. I would not blame the independents in Arizona, okay? I don't know that I would blame moderate Republicans either, okay? I think I would put the blame on the machines, the voter suppression, and the rhinos, whether they be voter rhinos, donor rhinos, business rhinos, uh, political action committee rhinos, rhinos who sit in the state house, rhinos who sit in the governor's office. Yeah, those ones. I think they're more to blame than moderate Republicans. Okay. I think they're way more to blame than Arizona independents because everyone knows that the independent vote did not go to Katie Hobbs, ladies and gentlemen. Everybody knows that. Okay. 
Sure, Democrats voted for Hobbs because they would have sooner voted for the, the ghost of George McGovern than Carrie Lake. The ghost of George McGovern may also, in fact, have cast a ballot for Katie Hobbs. And Mary <laughs> the ghost of George McGovern may also, in fact, have cast a ballot for Katie Hobbs in Maricopa County somewhere, but that's a thorny issue for another day. I like that. That was good right there. Okay. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, I don't know about that. Aurelius Aurelius says, looks like she's just daydreaming, uh, daydreaming about uh, of scissors. Oh, goodness. Are you talking about the uh, the uh, wretched Gretchen Whitmer, uh, wretched Dana Nacelle and uh, the demonic Jenna Griswold scissors? Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> or winged tacos. OK, my tacos don't have wings, Aurelius. What are you talking about? Anyways, OK. It says here, however, independents and moderate Republicans were given a choice between a candidate with a vision and a do-nothing Democrat whose selling points were one, she was not Carrie Lake, and two, the media was calling, was all calling Carrie Lake far right and an election denier. So it must be true, right? Hobbs refused to debate Lake, an extremely unusual situation in a close gubernatorial race where neither candidate was the incumbent. She also refused to debate her primary opponent. Even the New York Times, this one is actually the New York Times, not the New Times, noted her habit of evading reporters on the campaign trail, titling a piece about her, Where's Katie? But she does not have to hide anymore. The media did its job and she was able to certify herself as the winner of the race. For four years, she does not have to dodge reporters or debates. She does not need the heavy lifting of the news outlets throwing around the toxic denier label, all while she runs out the clock. All she has to do is build a record of her own now. And that began at the Western Governors Conference. What did she do? Practically nothing, just like on the campaign trail. Nice work, squishy rhinos. And well, I'm, I'm not even going to say that sentence there. All right. Yeah, because it was I, I don't blame the Republican, the moderates, and I don't blame the independents for what happened in Arizona. I blame the machines. I blame the Maricopa, Maricopa County Board of Supervisors. They're all rhinos. OK, those are the people who are responsible for it. I know because I've been tracking and watching them since it happened in 2020 here at the Sea Report. And I've shared all these stories with you throughout the years now. <laughs> we're, going, we're on more than one year, so we got years. I, get, I can say plural, okay? I don't think that's misleading. Not at all, ladies and gentlemen. Not at all. So I just thought I'd share that with you about... Uh, the selected governor of uh, Arizona, right? The woman I have been railing and raging against for the better part of two years, okay? No, 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 she does not live rent-free in my head, but she definitely comes across the screen of the C-Reports more often than I would prefer, okay? That's Katie Hobbs. Now, let's talk about the governor of Arizona, the real governor of Arizona, ladies and gentlemen. Not this lawless, corrupt election thief known as Katie Hobbs, you know. All right. Uh, let's see what we got here. Okay. So, yes, the Maricopa County, Arizona 2022 stolen election trial to be appealed. Okay. So, while everyone black pills and buries themselves over the fact that yet another election integrity or an election case has been thrown out. Okay. Let's not forget we were expecting that. Okay, even though the judge took it to trial, 
which was already, that was a good thing because now we get to look at the evidence. It's not just a matter of hearsay. And uh, now people cannot just be like, there was no election fraud. No, now they're going to switch to, it was thrown out. There was election fraud evidence, but it was thrown, which means there was no election fraud evidence, right? Do you see it's all part of that demoralization campaign? It's all part of uh, getting everyone, ladies and gentlemen, to just give up. Are you going to give up America? Is that what we're talking about? You know, are we ready to do that? I'm not. Are you? I'm not. I'm not ready to give up. Uh-uh. I feel like I just got in this fight and I've been awake since like, you know, 05, 03, 04, 06, you know. So anyways, guys, uh, let's see what we got here on um, the trial of uh, stolen elections. Let's, let's look at this one first. Okay. Because, yeah, this is going to go to, it's going to be appealed and move on to the next court or, you know, how, whatever next step is necessary. Okay. Now, uh, this article comes from the pages of the gatekeeper pundit and like gateway pundit. And like, uh, we'll go through this a little bit. Uh, and then we want to go over some of the points that he'd originally thrown out. And then we're going to look at some of, uh, Katie Hobbs, uh, legal team. If you want to call them that I'd say illegal team, right? Lawless lawyers. Yeah. And we'll watch, we'll watch them, uh, we'll watch them perjure themselves at least twice, right? Um, during the trial. Um, so let, let's take a gander at this first. Uh, this is Judge Peter Thomas rules elections with broken machines in 60% of precincts and no chain of custody ball for ballots are free, fair. of the 10 points that the Lake legal team brought to court that the dishonorable Judge Thompson uh, allowed to make it to trial. The question of uh, ballot custody, chain of custody, and also the question of the uh, voting machine tabulators, which is why they talked about, I was like, why are they only talking about the paper? Like there were so many other things that happened why are they? Well, that was why, ladies and gentlemen, it's because it had been uh, the other points had been thrown out, you know, such as uh, what was that one point? Oh, yeah. Something about uh, county recorder uh, Stephen Richer, you know, the guy that lives in denial about his uh, bozo, the clown comb over like that. The mangy one. Right. That guy had a political action committee that was uh, funding Republicans against Kerry Lake. Yeah, no conflict of interest there, right, America? Okay, so uh, let's take a look at this article. Do, 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 do. There's the dishonorable judge. Maricopa County Superior Court Judge Peter Thompson found Carrie Lake's lawyers had not proved Maricopa officials committed any kind of misconduct. Okay, Carrie Lake will appeal the ruling. Uh, Judge Peter Thompson ruled that when 60% of election centers have broken machines and hundreds of thousands of ballots are counted without chain of custody, this constitutes a fair and free election. It is uh, crooked officials like Judge Thompson who will bring down this great nation. Here again are the key points ignored by Thompson in Carrie Lake's lawsuit. Judge Thompson had to go out of his way to ignore Arizona election laws to dismiss this case. 
And uh, here's this. It says, Carrie Lake has filed a lawsuit against her opponent, Katie Hobbs, Maricopa County Recorder Stephen Richer, Maricopa County Board of Supervisors, members Bill Gates, Clint Hickman, Jack Sellers, Thomas Galvan, or sorry, Thomas Galvin, and Steve Gallardo, or Gallardo, depending on uh, what side of the tracks you live on, and Maricopa County Elections Director Scott Jarrett for their roles in the most botched and embarrassing election day in the history of Arizona. Carrie Lake said, this lawsuit puts an end to any doubt that our elections, especially in Maricopa County, are rigged and massive reforms are needed if the public is ever to trust the results again. Lake continued, our sacred vote was trampled on. Every Arizonan should be furious, regardless of party. Despite the desperate lies by the fake news, my team has filed one of the strongest election lawsuits in history. Cyber expert Clay Parikh, machine failures that Arizona voters experienced on Election Day could not have occurred absent intentional misconduct. In summary, the errors were the results of deliberate actions and could have been prevented. Okay. So let's look at some more of these. So, so here are some of the points. So we had between 15,603 and 29,257 Republican voters disenfranchised. Over 300,000 mail-in ballots had no chain of custody. This is a violation of Arizona law. Okay. So the question of chain of custody was addressed in court. Whistleblowers, tens of thousands of illegal ballots counted, many with little to no signature verification. Okay. 59% of the 223 voting centers in Maricopa County had printer and tabulator failure on election day. Reminder, election day voters went for three to one for Cary Lake. Clear voter disenfranchisement in primarily red districts. Richard Barris numbers. Uncounted door three ballots were commingled with already tabulated ballots. This is strong reason to believe the actual number of door three ballots is far greater than the reported 16,724. Katie Hobbs and Stephen Richer both colluded with the federal government to censor constituents. This is election interference and a violation of the First Amendment. Conflicts of interest. Bill Gates spent the last two years obstructing every election integrity effort in Arizona and contributed to the PAC to a PAC that sought to undermine America First candidates. Stephen Richer formed and used a well-funded PAC to defeat Carrie Lake. Katie Hobbs, Secretary of State, governed her own elections. Stephen Gallardo is now a member of Katie Hobbs' transition team. Runbeck whistleblowers say 298,942 early ballots had no chain of custody. Maricopa County adds 25,000 ballots to totals after Election Day. Video footage, firsthand accounts, and expert testimony directly contradict Maricopa County's officials' public statement deliberately attempting to downplay these events. These points were all thoroughly supported by the affidavits of whistleblowers within the system and backed by written expert testimony. In addition to skillfully laid out details of a completely botched election day, the lawsuit also named Secretary of State Hobbs as a corrupt operator who successfully silenced her political enemies' freedom of speech by demanding Twitter take down their tweets, which were critical for her. The relief sought includes out uh, includes throwing out illegal ballots, which would result in Lake's rightful win over Hobbs in the November 8th election or result in a new election con uh, election conducted in Maricopa County with a special master as administrator. In addition, I don't think we can trust special masters anymore. It depends on who the special master is, really. Inspection of the signature verified ballots are highly questionable because of whistleblower testimony is requested as relief in Lake's lawsuit. Okay, now I'm switching over. Whoops. 
Now I'm switching over to uh, non-immersive so I can make sure we didn't miss any detail. Okay, let's see here. Go away. Okay, and... Oh, yeah. So what I read to you was from Carrie Lake's uh, press release from two weeks ago. So it says here, the Gateway pundits Jim Hoft and Joe Hoft discussed the lawsuit with Kurt Olson in an exclusive interview on Monday. Never in U.S. history has there been so much evidence compiled of a fraudulent election taking place. More updates to come. Let me just see this real quick. We're not going to watch the interview um, but let's see here. Attorney Kurt Olson told the Gateway Pundit, we have put forward evidence that unquestionably um, shows that this election was stolen with illegal votes and likely fraudulent votes. The lawsuit begins, the eyes of the country are on Arizona on November 30th, 2022. Rasmussen Reports published a poll of likely U.S. voters asking about the election day problems with vote tabulation in Maricopa County. This poll asked whether responding voters agreed or disagreed with contestant Carrie Lake's statement calling the election botched and stating, this is not about Republicans or Democrats. This is about our sacred right to vote, a right that many voters were sadly deprived of on election day, November 8th. The results of that poll are stunning. 72% of likely voters said they agree with Lake's statement, including 45% who strongly agree. Uh, according to the filing, the number of illegal votes cast in uh, Arizona's general election on November 8, 2022, far exceeds the 17,117 vote margin between Arizona Republican gubernatorial candidate Carrie Lake and Democrat gubernatorial candidate Secretary of Snakes Katie Hobbs, who certifi certified at the official state canvas on December 5, 2022. Witnesses who were present at the Maricopa County Tabulation and Election Center Runbeck Election Services, and a multitude of Maricopa County vote centers, as well as others, facts meticulously gathered show hundreds of thousands of illegal ballots infected the election in Maricopa County. More from the filing. Maricopa County's public statements concerning remaining ballots to be counted on November 9, 2022 and November 10, 2022 show an increase of approximately 25,000 votes with no explanation of why the number of remaining ballots could increase. Maricopa County officials also permitted the counting of tens of thousands of mail-in and dropbox ballots that did not satisfy signature verification. Here is an example of a certified signature on an Arizona mail-in ballot from the filing. Now, as you can see, that signature does not match the signature on file. By a lot, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> The remedy for illegal absentee ballots is either to set aside the election under Miller 179 Arizona at 180 or proportionately to reduce each candidate's share of mail-in ballots under Grounds 67 Arizona at 183 through 185. On Sunday, the Gateway Pundits Jim Hoff and Joe Hoff interviewed Kerry Lake's attorney Kurt Olson. Kurt Olson is very optimistic with this court filing, telling the Gateway Pundit, Jim, we are very confident about this lawsuit. Okay, now uh, let me get a date on this so I have my own context and perspective. Okay, this is an old, old, old article. All right. 
it's not old, 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 but it's it's more than 10 days old. Okay. Uh, let's see here. The lawsuit included witnesses from the ballot counting operations. Okay. Kurt Olson told us the county has numerous witnesses who have stepped forward. Many, many, many people come, came together to give their heart and soul to put together the evidence that is in this complaint. We have employees of the MTEC that have given their testimony about what goes on in signature verification or what does not go on as well, which were violations of the law. We have a whistleblower from Runbeck, the Arizona ballot printing company used in the ballot uh, casting ballot processing process. <laughs> we have other poll workers and so forth who observed and gave sworn testimony about their observations. Attorney Olson also says another issue that is blowing up right now with Elon Musk at Twitter is the partnership between DHS and other federal agencies to censor Americans and conservative political opponents. We have pled and we have direct evidence that Katie Hobbs and Stephen Richer, the recorder of Maricopa County, were participating in what was called an election misinformation reporting portal. And that's basically a censorship operating on steroids. Uh, we have two examples where Katie Hobbs' office would flag. One was a private Facebook post, according to the other was a Twitter post. They would send an email to what government helpfully set up, which was called misinformation at cissecurity.org. And then CIS and CISA would take at that and immediately funnel that to top-level officials at Twitter, and those posts would be removed within hours. And I have been told that there are hundreds of thousands of these requests that are out there, that's nationwide. But this was a portal and an operation. It was a secret censorship operation that was set up. It became operational around June of 2020, and it was designed for state and local election officials to basically censor content they disagreed with or they did not like. Kurt Olson believes several arguments in the case are very strong. And uh, then they have the interview. Okay, so I just read that because it's a little bit more depth of information about what was going on. Even though it's a few days dated, it's still important to note, especially when we're on the trail, as we are right now. So uh, the next uh, article I want to share with you guys is from uh, a Marxist spitbag. Okay, Carrie Lake bragged Katie Hobbs would force to testify. Then her own lawyers pulled a subpoena. Now... <laughs> this article is a few days uh, past. It's almost a week old. Uh, but you see, th the reason why I'm bringing this out is because, again, when we're talking about a corrupt judicial system, that does not just, in my opinion, or per my purview, include judges and uh, whoever works there in the courts. I, to me, that includes the district attorneys, that includes lawyers who are not affiliated with the government or the city who are independent or work on their own or work for corporate. I don't care. They're still part of the judicial system. Okay. All of that is encompassed in it. All right. Now, I came across this article and I found it very interesting because I was thinking to myself about the time that True the Vote was in court in Houston, Texas, and one and the judge demanded you got. Yeah, I know this is a very recent story, guys. I'm talking about it like it's ancient history. But no, no, no. The judge demanded the names of masked FBI agents. And what happened? One of their lawyers coughed up the name. They had to fire him or let him go go or maybe or maybe he quit i don't know i don't know the details of his departure with true the votes Catherine engelbrecht and greg phillips you know but that is an example of what i'm talking about by this corruption and it's in all levels so even your lawyers who go out there and they say oh yeah you want to hire me carrie lake i'll fight for you and then they will what 
turn on you in the 11th hour. Yeah. I mean, let's not forget, probably at least 98% of all politicians are lawyers, right? Okay. So I wanted to look at this real quick because this is something that, again, and you have to understand when you get people like me out here for, for just frantically, frenetically, just going on and on and on about Katie Hobbs not stepping into the White House and Carrie Lake being the true winner. And everyone knows this and everyone knows that. And everyone knows Katie Hobbs is a fake, a fraud, a phony, a criminal. You know, they love this stuff because it's intended to demoralize us. It's intended me to it's intended to make someone like me go, wait, is my analysis that far off? Am I that wrong? Am I so disconnected and disengaged with the real world that I really believe that election deniers are good? Yeah, you get that right? Okay, but we have a much stronger foundation than that, don't we, America? Don't we know already that these guys lie and scheme and deceive and gaslight and it's all about demonization, demoralization, destruction, deception, the five D's, right? One foot in five. Sorry, that's a military term. In case you guys didn't know, 5D is a military term, right? It stands for like uh, deceive, destroy, uh, disinformation, uh, you know, all of these things, right? All of these negative D words, right? I mean, that 5D, go look it up, okay? Anyways, so that's what it's all about, right? It's all about demoralizing their enemy. It's all about deceiving their enemy. It's about us just falling into depression because we're defeated, right? That's what this is about. But if you remember who they are, the fake news media, the enemies of the people and this nation, then you remember not to get caught up in their headlines, not to get trapped in their words, because it is just there to diminish us. Another D word, ladies and gentlemen. So I wanted to look at this to see exactly what happened with her lawyer, okay? And in this issue. You know, because here we are thinking like, oh, yeah, Katie Hobbs is going to have to testify. Not if Carrie Lake's lawyer has anything to say about it. Right. Am I right? I'm right. Right. So, I mean, the bad guys infiltrate all aspects of uh, society, even even those who say that they are going to help restore this republic, secure our elections. There and there, two guys infiltrated. Right. John McCain. Arizona, John McCain, John McCain, John McCain, he who shall be named. I challenge my audience. If you have anyone out there saying he who shall not be named that you just type in John McCain's name in the chat room from now on. So everyone can identify the father of all these traitors who are currently turning up against Trump. How about that, America? He should be named. He, he's not Voldemort. He's not the guy from, you stop making a fantasy out of John McCain. The guy is a traitor to this nation. He should be identified as such and it should be put up, pinned up for everyone to see who this traitor was and the fruit that he is bearing on the American people and the patriots right now because it's all of his fruits that are turning sour on you. All right. And they've always been filled with poison, but you've never been allowed to say his name. Because we have to make, we have to make what? Uh, we have to make like a, a good commerce and industry out of this movement, right? We need, we need, uh, we need logos, we need banners, we need catchphrases, anything. We need memes, anything to milk the American public while we take them down. Anything to get money out of them so we can exploit them while we destroy them. That's what I think, America. John McCain, John McCain, John McCain. I will say his name, all right? Here we go.
Failed Arizona. Yeah, whatever. Okay. Okay. So let's, let's, let's move past that. Uh, okay, so let's move on to the thing about uh, Katie Hobbs and going on to take. So Lake confidently added that uh, Governor Select Katie Hobbs, the current Democrat Secretary of Snakes for Arizona, would not be able to duck out of testifying and that she will have to take the stand. However, Lake's legal team withdrew its subpoena to compel Hobbs testimony in the case. The Secretary of State's office also confirmed that Hobbs will not be taking the stand. Maricopa County Superior Court Judge Peter Thompson threw out eight of the 10 counts in Lake's lawsuit, <clears throat> uh, but permitted two to proceed for a short two-day trial. See, they already knew it was going to be a short two-day trial, right? Anyways, Christmas came early yesterday. Lake announced, this is so historic. And you see, that's why things like this happen. Because while Carrie Lake is out there making comments um, that are positive in regards to the case, that are going to instill a sense of morale or good spirit, or at least, you know, some kind of positive conjecture to, to uh, supporters of election integrity, right, and free and fair elections, uh, you have to have these paper running counterpoints to what she is saying and to what her trajectory or projection is, right? And that's part of the demoralization campaign. Thompson turned down Hobbs' motion to avoid testifying in an order on Monday. Her lawyers proceeded to file an emergency appeal stating that Lake's remaining claims had nothing whatsoever to do with the person who runs elections in Arizona, right? Who happens to be Carrie Lake's opponent. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, it had nothing whatsoever to do with Hobbs or personal knowledge that she may, she may have because they are only focused on the actions of election officials in Maricopa County. Lake's attorneys then withdrew the subpoena. Mm -hmm. Despite the fact that Hobbs will not testify, Lake and other action, blah, 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 goes on this bit rag Marxist publication known as Salon. Okay. And that's about as much, that's about as much, I don't even know if you want to call that value added, ladies and gentlemen. That's about as much contact as we're going to take out as serious, right? So, so simply, oh, because, uh, Simply because Hobbs had no personal knowledge. Because she was hiding in her basement the whole time, right? So how on earth could she have known what they were up to? Yeah, maybe that's a level of protection for like that degree of separation, right? Even though she's running the elections and she is the election chief in the whole state of Arizona. You know, she had no idea what was going on. She did not know what the employees were doing. So that's, yeah, that's interesting. So let's look at this here. It says, so um, minutes before the trial began in Arizona, uh, Lake spoke to conservative podcaster Steve Bannon about why the subpoena was withdrawn. Uh, Steve Bannon said to Carrie Lake, talk to us about you guys' strategy going in here because last night a couple of, a couple of three people <laughs> might have been surprised that Katie Hobbs is off the hook. I know it's part of the grand total strategy to win here. We had 18 people we were going to be putting on the stand, said Lake, uh, when we had many counts that were looking at um, taking to court. And the judge kind of narrowed, really narrowed our case to two counts. And so we have to realize, prioritize, we have to really prioritize every second of the five hours we have to prove these two counts. Wow. So that's what was up, guys, for those of you who missed that interview. Okay. So the judge threw out all those. So they could no longer question 18 people. 
because the judge narrowed it down to two counts that apparently Katie Hobbs had nothing to do with, say about, or know about. I mean, Katie Hobbs didn't know much anyways, but I mean, you know, this, this is something that she's supposed to be in charge of, right? Carrie Lake said that her legal team would be focusing on Maricopa officials and their testimony. As much fun as it would be to, uh, to put stuttering, stammering, panicky Katie schnobs and have a ball with that, she said, we believe what we're going to be putting forth today that any judge across this country would look at this evidence and rule in our favor. Lake's 70-page lawsuit uh, claims that hundreds of decades as a Marxist spit rag publication. Okay, so there's that from the perspective. And what's going on with her lawyers? So maybe, should I not maybe blame the lawyers on that? Or should I... Or should we just throw it all on the judge, right? I don't know. You tell me, guys. You tell me. Am I freezing up again? Hold on. Oh, there we go. Okay. So maybe not the lawyer team. Maybe maybe not like uh, maybe not like the lawyer who uh, who unmasked an FBI agent in uh, Houston, Texas court with you know who kind of just gave in to the bully judge, right? Yeah, I don't know what recourse uh, Lake's legal team would have against the judge throwing out all of those um, all of those points on their lawsuit. Uh, that's really something to think about, guys, because, um, again, to, to what point did the judge have to do that? Other than just being corrupt, because so many laws were violated, so, so many uh, unethical um, activities occurred. Uh, it's almost alarming to think that the eyes of justice were blind in that judge's courtroom. I just, I can't see it. I can't see it. And neither can he, apparently. Neither can he. Uh, let's take a look at this article here. What are we looking at now? Okay. So now we're going to talk about the two instances where it is believed, and I definitely believe this personally, uh, that um, the uh, defendants uh, during the uh, trial um lied perjured themselves uh once was a lawyer i think and then once was the election director scott jarrett now guys like you know i didn't get to sit through all what 10 10 plus hours of this pre it was longer than that wasn't it 16 hours right anyway i didn't get to sit through the entire session uh but when i did and i saw this um i saw this uh transpiring i was like did, did they just did they just get this guy on a lie because this guy is squirming in his seat like he's lying and he knows it that was Scott Jarrett the um, elections director uh let's take a look at this uh article and there's a video that accompanies it as well ladies and gentlemen okay and um you'll see how that has happened okay ha <laughs> We'll go ahead and put that banner up on the screen. America cannot survive a corrupt judicial system. Now do you see? Mm -hmm. Maybe I should have put we there. I don't know. Okay, uh, let's take a look. So uh, Maricopa Elections Director Scott Jarrett lied under oath in Kerry Lake's historic election trial, admits he knew about ballot printing issues a few days after election day. Okay, 
This is from the Gateway Pundit, uh, written by Jordan Conradson. Uh, a gutless Arizona judge on Saturday dismissed Carrie Lake's election lawsuit against Democrat Katie Hobbs in the stolen 2022 midterm elections, despite massive voter, voter disenfranchisement targeting Republicans and obviously false testimony by election officials. Uh, the Gateway Pundit reported that Maricopa County Election Director Scott Jarrett changed his testimony and likely perjured himself on day two of Carrie Lake's historic election trial, a uh, contest trial against Maricopa County and Arizona Secretary of Snakes Katie Hobbs. Uh, Jarrett also admitted that the same ballot printing issues present in the 2022 general election occurred in the 2020 primary election, 2020 general election, and the 2022 primary election. That's right, guys. Following Scott Jarrett's testimony, TGP's Jordan Conradson and RAV's um, uh, Ben Burkwam confronted Jarrett and asked him if he was lying in court on Thursday or if he lied to authorities in 2020. As the Gateway uh, Pundit reported, cybersecurity expert Clay Parikh testified under oath that he inspected a sample of ballots, and it was easily identifiable that nearly half of them were printed with a 19-inch ballot image on 20-inch paper. He also stated that this could not have happened accidentally or by coincidence, and that this caused Election Day tabulators across Maricopa County to not read ballots, creating extremely long wait times for Election Day voters. The issue of printing a 19-inch ballot image on a 20-inch ballot with incorrect timing marks was brought up when Jarrett testified Wednesday and Thursday. Jarrett admitted on Thursday that they learned about this issue days after the election, after stating on Wednesday that it never happened. Jarrett was asked about the 19-inch ballot image on Wednesday, and he responded, None of the ballots on our ballot-on-demand printers had a 19-inch ballot. They all had a 20-inch ballot. Jarrett later said that the most recent election uh, were where they used a 19-inch ballot image was the August 2022 primary election. Real America's Voice correspondent Ben Burkwam shared the following video of Jarrett's testimony showing his materially conflicting statements under oath. And uh, we'll watch it. Let's let's pull it up, guys. Let's pull it up. All right, here we go. Sorry, I have to push exit to enter full screen. All right. Now there is Maricopa County election uh, advisor, right? Uh, Scott Jarrett sitting on the stand here. Okay. Let's go ahead and see what he has to say. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and change this one real quick here. Where are you at? Where are you at? Uh, we'll go with this one. There we go. Okay. All right. Here we go, guys. Go back to the earlier question about the 19-inch ballot image being placed on a 20-inch uh, paper. Did you hear of any reports of that occurring in the 2022 general election? I did not. If a 19-inch ballot image was put on a 20-inch paper, 
in the 2022 general election, would that be a failure of your election process? It would, if something like that happened, which I don't know how it would, yes, it would have been a mistake. Um, could that have also been a deliberate act? Again, you're ask, asking me to, to speculate about things that I have no knowledge of occurring. So I don't know if it could have been a deliberate act or not. I don't believe that that occurred. What I recall from yesterday's questioning was that there was a 19 inch definition, which that did not occur, ballot definition. So if the back and forth between our uh, question and answer shows me asking you specifically about a 19 inch ballot image being printed on a 20 inch piece of paper, you are now saying that you interpreted that as a ballot definition issue? Yes, that's correct. And you wouldn't think it would be relevant. You guys can see the lies coming right out of him, right? You can see the lies coming right out of his eyes. Can't you see it? Can't you hear it in his voice, right? You can see it in his countenance. I mean, you can tell this guy's a fraud. He's lying. You can tell he's lying. I mean, we can sense it. Can you sense it? Does your gut pick it up? My gut picks it up. Like, my C-sense is going crazy right now, guys. Crazy. People who lie to your face to you. It's insane. Okay. And you wouldn't think it would be relevant, even in that circumstance, to say, hey, we, we learned about this fit-to-print issue. Did you know about the fit? When did you learn about this fit to print issue? When we started doing the audit reconciliation of those door three ballots, we identified some of those ballots had then a, a fit to fit to paper issue. Hmm. And when was that? I don't remember the exact dates, but a few days after election day. So this uh, fit to print issue that we're talking about, has this ever happened before in any previous elections? Yes, it has. When did it happen before? So it happened in the August 2020 primary election, the November 2020 general election, and the August uh, 2022 primary election. So this guy, do you see this? Look at the corruption on this guy's face, y'all. This guy is totally satisfied with the job he's doing running a con job on the people of Arizona. Look at that. Yes, it has happened. It happened in the 2020 primary. It happened in the 2020 general. It happened in the 2021. No one's talking about 2021. It happened in the 2022 primary. But he just said the day before that it's never happened. It could never happen. And he'd never, he's like, what, what did he say? What did he say? If that could happen, which it never could. You're asking me to speculate on something hypothetical. And look at, look at that smug. Someone needs to wipe that off his face. I mean, like jail bars wipe off his face. Not like someone needs to go and wipe it off his face with their fist. Okay. Look at him. He is totally satisfied with the con job he's doing on the people of, look at him. 
look, look, just look at the deviousness. Let's let's not even do the words, okay? Let's not even let's not even listen to his words. Just look at his face. I mean, this man is full of deceit and lies. He just looks like, oh, I'm get. He's proud of his work in the past, right? And he's proud of the fact that he's getting away with it. That's what that is. This is a good question. So is this perjury or a cover-up, right? What about both? They perjured themselves in order to cover up their lawlessness. And that's the boat I would put it in. Does that mean you lied in 2020 during the audit? Does that mean you lied about the 2020 election issues? Was it a lie of omission or commission? Scott, why are you running from us? You were so brazen on the stand in there. Why are you running? Scott, did you know the question yesterday? Scott, were, you, were you coached by legal counsel to tell the truth today? Scott, how do you boldly lie like that? Scott Jarrett, what's going on? No answer. No answer. You're with Ben Burkwam from Real America's Voice. This is Jordan Conrad from Gateway Pundit. That's yeah. awesome. Jared, like, they're like filming and recording each other. Running from the answer. On the court, on the stand. Sorry. Catching my breath. The guy tried to hide. We caught up with him. He, he actually, we were, we were walking out of the building. He ran away from us. Yeah, he tried to he run the other way. Like, I'm not leaving. And then out. realized he, there's only one way out. So he, uh, this is the same thing though. Katie Hobbs, she will, she's running. They don't want to answer the question. Katie Hobbs was supposed to show up today, wasn't Katie she? Hobbs was supposed to. Well, Bill Gates, it's the same thing. Stephen Richer, none of them. They're a bunch of cowards. They are. They won't answer the questions. Terrified. Stephen Richer's in Panama. What's he doing there? Probably help, the country? helping illegals right. come up to the Darien Gap, invade our country. Now that, you know, if Katie Hobbs, if the steal, if they get the steal, the state of Arizona will be owned by the cartel. So that's why Doug Ducey's taking down the shame on Ducey right now. Shame on Ducey. Well, what a day! Back to the courtroom, right? Back to the courtroom. Real news, baby. Let's go. That was kind of cool, y'all. Anyhow, so uh, there's a picture of the cracked foundations of our elections, ladies and gentlemen. Breaking news: Our foundations are broken in this nation, ladies and gentlemen. Our foundations are broken. Broken wide open, y'all. Broken wide open. So uh, awesome. Awesome. Good work there. Good, 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 good. Excellent. That was kind of cool, though. I like that little interplay between the two reporters. Um, okay. So, uh, well, there you go. So that was one of them. And now that's the one that I actually had witnessed whenever I was watching it. Now, here was another one. Uh, and this one also, uh, this one actually just came out from the Gateway Pundit today. All right. And so this shows, uh, we'll ask respond? the question, did Maricopa County attorney Tom Liddy lie in court also? Just like uh, the other fellow, um, uh, Scott Jaron. Let's take a gander. Oh, and I got to say also, you know, because this is the kind of thing that happened with these corrupt lawyers 
liars, you know, uh, and, and DAs and et cetera. Like this happened in Georgia also. You know, they managed to get the defense uh, for Georgia in one of the cases that managed to get an extension, you know, on one of the cases that they were dealing with election integrity because they lied to the judge about, oh, well, the Georgia government's already doing an investigation into this X, Y and Z. So we don't need voter GA to do it at this point in time. You know, it was probably like last year sometime that that happened. Um, so they lie. And, and that just gives corrupt judges an easy way out. Okay. It gives them an easy way out. And, and that's what these people do. They depend on each other to give themselves easy outs. You know, that's why that's why a uh, a Republican Texas state representative can have like a 90 percentile on his conservative points. But then he can go ahead and nominate or elect Dade Phelan, Rhino Speaker of the House, because that's his easy out. That Rhino Republican with a 95 or higher percentage on conservative points for voting okay, can use the moderate leftist speaker of the house as an excuse to his constituents, even though he voted for the speaker to be the speaker. You guys get how it goes? It's all a con and they've been doing to us for decades and we need to take back our backyards. We need to take back our state houses. We need to take back our speakers. Okay. We need to take back our governor's office. We need to take back our secretary of state's office, our lieutenant governor's office, and all of the committee offices. We need to take them all back, ladies and gentlemen. I know that sounds like a tall order, but, you know, we've never been in a position to do it and get it done more so than we have right now in 2022, going into 2023. We've never been able to make this kind of a move in the past, whereas we can now. And the ball is totally in our court, America. At this point, after Mr. Musk's Twitter drops, right, it is, in, it is pretty much in our, in our court, y'all, so to speak. Okay, let's take a look at this. Your Honor, I will. Number one, Number I'm going to. Lady. Thank you, Your Honor. I'm going to object to calling this witness for the purposes of testifying about hearsay testimony by somebody named Betty, who is not a party in this case and therefore cannot make any statements, admissions on behalf of the party. And this uh, so called voicemail has no authentication, so I'd, I would object on foundation as well, Your Honor. <laughs> It hasn't been disclosed. It's been disclosed, Your Honor. This court even has it. Your Honor, trial. first, we have not received this, so we'd object on that basis. And second, there is no Betty that's a party. We can't authenticate who she is, and she cannot make an admission on behalf of any of the parties in this litigation. And the fourth point, Your Honor, is a public records request is not one of the two counts before this court at this time. Public records request, Your Honor, is specifically aimed at Mr. Richard's testimony this morning that they have documents related to chain of custody for election day activity. I had an assistant come by and drop before noon, just before noon, a flash drive, which was rejected. They have these, they have these audio recordings, Your Honor. I would guarantee you, um, as they stand here today, they know who Betty is. Oh, wait. Stop. Somebody knows who Betty is because she works in the elections department. When I say stop. That means stop. Okay. Yes, Your Honor. Um, have you heard the voicemail before? Uh, no, Your Honor. Uh, I have not heard the voicemail. Nobody, none of the attorneys here have heard the voicemail. And we can avow that there's no one in the Department of Elections, uh, Public Records Department, named Betty. 
Hi, Michelle. This is Betty calling with the Maricopa County Elections Department. I'm so sorry that I'm calling you back so late. I was getting your message yesterday. Um, we I still don't have information. Christy is waiting um, to receive information as to where that um, document is. We haven't forgotten. We just haven't heard back. And I just wanted to give you that update, which is really not an update, but um, it is still on our um, our to-do list to see where we can get that for you. Um, once we do have it, we will call you and let you know. Um, I am actually going to start my holiday tomorrow, and I'm going to be off all through the following week. So if you need to touch base, I would say go ahead and touch base directly with Christy, um, and then you know, she can provide any update, but Sorry, guys. I'm pausing it just because have you guys seen this attorney in a movie before? Am I looking at a CAA person here? Okay. It's kind of like that George Santos guy, the one up in Long Island that was a supposed Republican that looks exactly like Ross Matthews from RuPaul's Drag Race. Okay. He could, that could, you know, how do we know that these actors don't moonlight as uh, politicians in makeup like on their off season? You know what I mean? I mean, go look at him. He looks exactly like Ross Matt. He even, yeah, he even, he even has twiddle toes just like him. You know what I mean? And he's supposedly gay, but then he's not gay because he was married to a woman. But everything about his entire life is fraudulent. His entire resume is fake. No one knows where this guy came from. This guy, I'm okay, I'm not, I am not opening this kind of weird doorway into uh, attacking Carrie Lake's legal for the heck. No, I am a thousand percent with Lake and Trump ladies and gentlemen, but I swear I've seen this guy somewhere. I swear I've seen this guy in a movie or in another courtroom or as a protester or something. I'm just saying guys, keep an open mind. We don't do the woo stuff here. We don't do the rabbit hole stuff here. But considering that uh, the establishment runs actors and they uh, they uh, they uh, co collude with the, uh, the was it that what is it the CAA what is that the uh, Art Central Artists Agency or something like that <laughs> isn't that appropriate CIA I'm just saying you never know when you have like all of these conservative influencers and a few of these uh, conservative uh, um, uh, politicians coming out of a talent agency named Explore Talent. And then you got the CAA with uh, with with these prize speaking, you know, uh, uh, individuals like, you know, Joe Biden is a member of the CAA also. Right. You know, like, OK, I'm just saying. Where do they get these people from? I'm just curious. I'm just I'm just curious. You know, we're at the end of the show. We've done three hours tonight. We're about to wrap it up. And I swear I've seen this guy somewhere before. I swear I've seen this man somewhere before. OK. Anyways, let's finish listening to this. Okay, so basically what we got going on here, since I interrupted, let me go ahead and like, you know, put another like, you know, brief on it. So uh, you have basically the two attorneys going back and forth with the judge over an election employee for Maricopa County named Betty. Now, the lawyer says there's no such thing as someone named Betty. Okay, now we just listened to Betty talking uh, in a recording that they submitted into the trial for evidence. And now's here where now here's where it gets fun. And that CAA guy's just looking right. Look, look, he's looking right at the camera. CAA. I don't know if this guy he looks like so. Anyways, okay. Let's just go on. Okay. Um, and then you know, she can provide any updates, but 
she knows that we need to um, get you that information and reach back out to you. So that's all I have. I, I know it's not much, but I wanted to at least get you that information. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much. And if I don't talk to you, um, have a fabulous uh, Christmas and New Year. And um, and perhaps we'll talk in the in the. Uh, Okay, I had to pause it again. Disco Ball Chaser says, Mr. C, he looks like the scientist from Independence Day. I mean, I know he looks haggard and he has long hair, but that is not Data from Star Trek. <laughs> this guy actually reminds me more of the guy. Did any of you guys ever see Tropic Thunder? The guy that had no hands, that blew the, the guy who did the artillery and, and made the explosions. That guy, I know that's not him, but that's who this guy reminds I swear I've seen this guy in another courtroom or something like that. I don't know where I've seen this guy, but I've seen this guy in um in a political setting or trial setting or something like that or something. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just saying. Not all of us are twins and not all of us have body doubles, right? You know, <laughs> but a lot of us do have them. I'm just, you know. <laughs> all right. Yeah, that that was that was that was a good that was a good guess. Uh but uh He'd, he'd also, he would also have to be just a little bit more pale to be that uh, scientist from, uh, you know, too many night games, Disco Ball Chaser. Anyways, all right, back to uh, back to this. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. And, and that would make an interesting crank phone call, Your Honor. That somebody, that, that somebody identifies themselves from the Maricopa County Elections Department, stating their name and saying... We're still waiting for records responsive to your request, Your Honor. My client will testify as to who this individual is. Uh, I'm sorry, not my client, my witness. My witness will testify, Your Honor, that she interacts with this individual. Okay. And she's fulfilling FOIA requests. Just got to say, this lawyer is walking around so unprofessionally. Okay. He actually reminds me of a friend of mine from high school. Okay. Who had long hair just like that and walked around with his beer gut sticking out and his hands and his arms resting on his belly. I'm sorry. I would not want someone like this representing me, but ladies and gentlemen, if he's the only one that take the case, what else can we do? Right. You know, God bless him. Okay. All right. Here we go. Requests from the Maricopa County Recorder's Office. Very good. Okay. Go ahead and call your witness. Uh, I'm going to give it the weight I deem appropriate and, you know, when all the dust settles, but you can go ahead and call your witness. Thank you, Your Honor. Now, certain avowals were made to this court by defense counsel yesterday. Okay. They avowed uh, well, wait. Wait that nobody by the name of Betty worked in the Department of Elections. What I've placed on the OMO, Your Honor, is a copy of a business card for Betty Gallagher. Mm -hmm. Betty Gallagher is not just some low-level employee. Right. Right. Got it. Your Honor. She is the voter outreach manager. The voter outreach manager, Your Honor. Wait, if this business, I'm explaining the context of this business card. I made representations to this court, Your Honor, yesterday. And when, when my client and I spoke, not my client, my witness, I'm sorry. 
my witness and I spoke yesterday. Wait, I was let wrong me, I'm sorry to interrupt. And just, this is a just tell me. This is an email from me to, I believe, all of the defense counsel sitting up here, mm -hmm. in which I, again, on behalf of both my client, who submitted the Public Records Act request, mm -hmm. and my witness who was on the stand yesterday talking about those documents that she needed, mm -hmm. that the county will not produce. This email, Your Honor, specifically talks about Betty. It says Betty Gallanter. How much time are you asking for? I'm asking for at least 15 minutes, Your Honor, that were spent debating about this issue. And, you know, with leave of court, I would also like to move to admit this email as an exhibit. This email is highly relevant, Your Honor, because it does discuss the chain of custody documents that are that, that were discussed yesterday. And those very documents, Your Honor, that Maricopa County says they have, but will not give to anybody, or have not given to anybody. They, but what I will mention, and we can check the record, is that the question was asked about a Betty who works in the Maricopa County Public Records Department. Mm -hmm. And there is no Betty who works in the Maricopa County Public Records Department. That's the avowal that I made. And that goes directly to my integrity, Your Honor. So-called so voicemail has no options on it. I'm rewinding it so we don't have to, you know, oh, you can check the record. Let's listen to him. I'm calling this witness for the purposes of testifying about hearsay testimony by somebody named Betty who is not a party in this case and therefore cannot make any statements, admissions on behalf of the party. And this uh, so-called voicemail has no authentication, so I, I would object on foundation as well, Your Honor. It hasn't been disclosed. It's been disclosed, Your Honor. This court even has it as a Your Honor, first, we have not received this, so we'd object on that basis. And second, there is no Betty that's a party we can't authenticate who she is, and she cannot make an admission on behalf of any of the parties in this litigation. And the fourth point, Your Honor, is a public records request is not one of the two counts before this court at this time. The public records request, Your Honor, is specifically aimed at Mr. Richard's testimony this morning that they have documents related to chain of custody for election day activity. I had an assistant come by and drop before noon, or just before noon, a flash drive, which was rejected. They have these, they have these audio recordings, Your Honor. I would guarantee you, um, as they stand here today, they know who Betty is. Oh, wait, stop. Somebody knows who Betty is because she works in the elections department. When I say stop, that means stop. Yes, sir. Um, have you heard the voicemail before? Uh, no, Your Honor. Uh, I have not heard the voicemail. Nobody, none of the attorneys here have heard the voicemail. And we can avow that there's no one in the Department of Elections, uh, Public Records Department, named Betty. There you go, America. He avowed that there was no one in the Elections Department or the Public Records Department, or that's both of them. Did you check the record, Judge Thompson? Doesn't seem like you did. But there you go. The man lied straight to the judge. He even said, check the record, judge, if you don't trust me. But it's okay. You're on my side anyways, judge. I get it. I get it. 
Well, I mean, that's all we need to hear, right? I mean, the man lied. The man lied. You want to hear him lie again? That Here. were discussed yesterday. And those very documents, Your Honor, that Maricopa County says they have, but will not give to anybody, or have not given to anybody. Not, but what I will mention, and we can check the record, is that the question was asked about a Betty who works in the Maricopa County Public Records Department. Mm -hmm. And there is no Betty who works in the Maricopa County Public Records Department. That's the avowal that I made. That goes directly to my integrity, Your Honor, so I have to put that on the record. Need we say more, America? Need we say more? That's some pretty, I mean, the guy, the guy straight up lied. And, and again, say, I mean, you know, with, uh, with the elections, uh, administrator, director, or whatever that, uh, Scott Jaron guy, I mean, you could see him squirm and then you can compare their, uh, their testimony from the prior day and the current day, and you can see and hear the lie. And then the lawyer does it as well. America, you in danger, girl. Okay, that's all I got to say about that. Uh, okay, here's how we are wrapping up tonight's show. And uh, it's going to be a final article I'd like to share with you all um, about the Maricopa County 2022 botched and stolen election, ladies and gentlemen. And then we are going to put a kibosh on tonight's episode. Thanks for being here, guys. We got another one under the belt. I appreciate y'all's uh, uh, attendance. And, uh, you know, if you're catching a replay, thanks for checking out the replay, ladies and gentlemen. Please make sure you hit the like, the thumbs up, the plus, the rumble, however it is. Uh, make sure you follow, subscribe, uh, whatever's free. <laughs> and uh, make sure you come back and check us out. The Sea Report is here Monday through Friday, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. And yep, that put us at what, 5.30 p.m. Pacific? Sounds about right. Okay. Uh, let's see here. So the Maricopa County, Arizona 2022 stolen election. Hey, guys. Well, let's just get into it. Okay. Let's just get into it. Uh, I found this article posted, I think it was over at either Carrie Lake's Twitter or her Truth Social. And I thought it was worth sharing with you guys. Uh, it comes to us actually from the pages of Town Hall. I don't normally read from the pages of Town Hall. Uh, but considering that Carrie Lake shared this article, I thought it'd be uh, worth exploring. Uh, the dismissal of Carrie Lake's election lawsuit shows voter disenfranchisement no longer matters. That's a strong headline. And I think I think any American who believed and loved this nation, would have a hard time digesting that because that is not the America that we know and love, right? I mean, that's that's a painful headline right there, guys. Not, not because we're cult of personality, but because it shows the depths of uh, depravity that our justice system has succumbed to, okay? Especially when it is... Uh, especially when it is directly affront to our elections and our sacred right to vote. Uh, the article, let me see who wrote this article, uh, Rachel Alexander. So uh, this is how it goes. Let's get, let's get a perspective in tonight before we go to bed. Right. 
The trial court judge in Carrie Lake's election lawsuit predictably threw out her case on Saturday, putting on a sham trial on the surface looked fair to the general public that does not know any better, but to legal minds was a travesty of justice. Maricopa County Superior Court Judge Peter Thompson only gave her two days for a trial and issued his ruling immediately afterward, even though he could have taken several days, and it was one of the biggest, most important cases in the country. Legal experts believe his decision was ghostwritten. They suspect top left-wing attorneys like Mark Elias emailed him on what to say. The standard should have been whether voters were disenfranchised, not all the additional hoops that Thompson added. If inner-city blacks had been disenfranchised, Thompson would not have added all those extra requirements. He would have made the law fit. Robert Guvia, a rare attorney who is not afraid to speak up and who describes himself as watching prosecutors, judges, and politicians, said, the standard should have been whether there was voter suppression. Instead, Thompson said Lake had to show an extremely vague high bar in order to prevail, that an election official intentionally caused the printer changes in order to change the results of the election, and that it did affect the outcome. He explained how many of the disturbing election anomalies as accidents or mere coincidences. Uh, he explained away many of the disturbing election anomalies as accidents or mere coincidences. He ignored the vast majority of them. And in a show of arrogance, his opinion was less than eight pages long. Thompson completely ignored all the voters who saw the long lines and gave up trying to vote as if they didn't count. Considering probably well over half of the voting locations in Maricopa County were affected, not to mention they were almost all in heavily Republican areas, this was no small disenfranchisement. Many voters have come forward and told how they were unable to vote for this reason or similar, such as a man who could not find parking in time due to the overcrowded parking lot. Even with the higher burden required by Thompson, well-known lawyer Viva Frey, who's that? Whose real name is David Freeheit, said Lake's team showed there was intentionality and believed the case was a slam dunk. It was clear early on Thompson uh, was going to rule against Lake, throwing out eight of her 10 claims, which included observers' testimony that 90% of mismatched signatures were accepted. In doing so, he trivialized important good-faith arguments about constitutional and civil rights. The two whittled-down claims were... Oh, pardon me. The two whittled down claims he kept allowed him to hold a trial to appear fair, then declare everything OK and the county and the right. Now, the Arizona Supreme Court will be set up to hold it all will be set up to uphold it all because these are fact specific matters and they must defer to the fact finding discretion of the Superior Court. Thompson said in his opinion that it was unprecedented in history to set aside an election like that, but he was mincing words. It's happened many times. In 2013, in Pembroke, North Carolina, a new election was ordered for town council after it came out that at least two candidates helped bring people to the town's early voting location who were ineligible to vote. In 2018, in Sharpsburg, North Carolina, a judge merely cited 
an irregularity as enough to order a new election. There, only 20 to 25 voters were alleged to have been disenfranchised. In 2019, a judge ordered a new election for a Georgia House seat based on merely finding that four voters were ineligible. Also that year in North Carolina, Democrats were all too happy to praise a judge ordering a new election where a contractor was accused of illegally collecting hundreds of ballots for the winning Republican candidate. He was not even convicted, yet merely accused. In 2020, after hundreds of mail-in ballots were discovered in a mailbox in Patterson, New Jersey, a judge ordered a new election in the city council race that was affected. Last year in Surrey County, North Carolina, a judge ordered a new election in the commissioner's race over the mere action of a poll worker informing voters that one of the candidates was deceased. The courts in these cases did not set high bars for proof, unlike in Judge Thompson's court. In Berlin, Germany, this year, the court ordered a new election for the exact same reason Lake requested one. Long lines due to logistical issues. There was no requirement of intent or showing that the problems affected the outcome. The left and its comrades in the mainstream, shamestream, lamestream, fake news, mockingbird, propaganda media, my words, not the authors, pretend that these cases do not exist. And they pretend that there's never been any evidence produced in the election lawsuits, when the reality is it's a staggering amount, especially the witness testimony. One witness's statements alone has been enough to send people to the death penalty. Attorney Tom Renz analyzed the decision throwing out Arizona Secretary of Snakes. Oh, sorry. No, this is a good guy. Uh, the decision throwing out Arizona Secretary of State candidate Mark Fincham's similar election lawsuit and came to a similar conclusion, calling the judge's reasoning absolute garbage. Compounding the problem, hardly any attorneys dare speak up about this since they risk being targeted or disbarred. Well, I think we need more attorneys who have not been disballed, so this way they can stand up to the bar. And they can stand up against the corruption that is taking place in these uh, in these certifying agencies, right? So they're not writing about it or going on talk shows, and the best of the bunch have already been targeted. So they've either already been disbarred or have to lie low. Nor are they taking on representation, leading candidates like Lake to rely upon non-election attorneys. When the Cochise County supervisors gutsily called for a hand count, they could find no attorney who dared represent them. A friend described the situation. We don't have a justice system, and voting is becoming pointless. Only Democrat votes matter in our country now. Voter fraud experts believe the Democrats started targeting states years ago, like Washington and California, then moved on to Colorado. Arizona, Georgia, and Pennsylvania are their latest targets. They intend to move on to states like Florida next, if not stopped. Voter disenfranchisement has become the most important issue facing Republicans today, and if not stopped, we will become a one-party nation. Needless to say, we already are one. Okay. So that basically sums up that. So another another good article for context and perspective, ladies and gentlemen. That's why I pulled it. 
Because again, you know, we're told countless times and times that none of this stuff exists. And we know that that is the furthest thing from the truth, ladies and gentlemen. Furthest thing from the truth. Okay. Furthest thing. All right. I know I said that was the last thing, but real quick, real quick, so we can get this in because you guys know I am keeping an eye on these things. And uh, I still think the Abe Hamaday case kind of smells, right? I still think it kind of smells. All right. You know, just that's just my gut feeling on it. Okay. All right. Uh, but uh, Mark Fincham, uh, he will be going to um, appeal his case. Okay. Is that the right headline that I chose here for now? I think so. Yeah. I had two Finchams in here. Uh, one was from last week that I didn't get to share, but uh, it's pretty much on the same byline, which is about his case and his, uh, his election case going to trial. Now, as the previous article stated, that case was thrown out. Uh, let me pull. This is from Arizona's family. So let's just uh, take a gander at this to close out the night. Mark Fincham is still fighting for his case in Arizona. Okay. That's good news. That makes me feel a whole lot better, too. Uh, let's see what this says here. Uh, Mark Fincham files appeal after Judge Toss's election lawsuit. Uh, former GOP candidate for Arizona Secretary of State, their words, not mine, uh, Mark Fincham filed an appeal on Wednesday after a Maricopa County judge tossed out his lawsuit, challenging the results of the election. The lawsuit was tossed out on December 16th by Judge Melissa Iyer Julian, who also, who also confirmed that Adrian Fontes, election criminal, won the election and is the secretary of state elect for Arizona. Now I say election criminal because he's the one who botched 2020 for uh, Maricopa County. Right. And then he was replaced by that, uh, that main come over Stephen Richer. Uh, Fincham claimed in a lawsuit that the current secretary of snakes, Katie Hobbs threatened the boards of supervisors in Mojave and Cochise counties with criminal charges. If they did not certify the election as well as failing to properly certify tabulation machines. The Secretary of State's office filed a motion to dismiss the suit on December 15th, calling the claims baseless and sanctionable. Of course it's sanctionable, isn't it, Hobbs? Fincham and Zink, a former candidate in Congressional District 3, filed a lawsuit on December 9th to overturn the results of the election. The lawsuit claimed that current Secretary of State Katie Hobbs abused her power by failing to have tabulation machines properly certified and threatening the board of supervisors in Mojave and Cochise counties with criminal charges they did not certify if they did not certify the election. The lawsuit also said that Hobbs should have recused herself and her position as Secretary of State since she was running for governor. The pair asked for an inspection of some mail-in ballots to compare signatures and compare duplicate ballots, especially for ballots in Congressional District 3. Zink was later taken off the lawsuit. The appeal comes as GOP candidate for Arizona Attorney General Abe Hamaday has his day in court. He was thrown out, right? Okay, so... <clears throat> okay, so uh, let's see here. That's just about Hamaday's... We already know that was thrown out. Okay, so that that's basically that. So a quick update on Fincham for you guys out there. I need more. I need more hours in the day, more days in the week, and more weeks in the month, and more months in the year, ladies and gentlemen, so I can get through most of this stuff. All right, I'm being pulled left and right, ladies and gentlemen, trying to cover all this election information. I don't got enough people talking about elections. 
All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to wrap up tonight's episode of the Sea Report. I know we pulled in, uh, we pulled in, we pulled some overtime tonight, guys, uh, by an hour and a half. Jeez Louise. Thanks for joining us this evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is uh, one of those places you can get that election integrity news consistently, as I've been doing so consistently since I've been on the air. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we'll be back. Mangiana. Ladies and gentlemen, that's Spanish for tomorrow. Uh, we'll be doing um, a Tuesday episode of Lone Star State News. So if you guys are not aware, Lone Star State News happens Monday, Wednesday, Friday. We're moving to 2 p.m. next week. But for tomorrow, we'll be on at 3 p.m. Central Time. It's Texas News and Current Events right now. We're hammering through the uh, the fake election um, um, forensic audit, the uh, stolen Harris County 2022 election, and the um, Rhino House Speaker of the state of Texas that was uh, endorsed by 76 GOP Republican Texas state representatives who, for some reason, decided that they're going to go ahead and side with the Rhino who opposes half of the priorities for the GOP grassroots in our state. It makes no sense, ladies and gentlemen, and that's why we're talking about it. What are you guys talking about on the local front, I wonder? Alrighty, y'all. This is Mr. C for the C Report. I'll be signing out for tonight. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for staying with me during the extended hour and a half talking election integrity and getting that information out and a rolling. I'll be back with the C Report tomorrow at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Till then, ladies and gentlemen, be safe, be blessed, and God bless America. I'll see y'all tomorrow. Have a great night. Thank you. Let's talk about Georgia. Uh, President Trump truthed about this earlier. Ballot images missing, right? Drop boxes with no video. And Disney's like, well, we don't care about that. We're going to die on this hill. We're going to be gay and we're going to rape our children no matter what you say because we are Disney. Uh, we don't normally run see in the dark uh, during the week. Uh, for those of you who are wondering what the heck is this bald man talking about, uh, you know, multiple broadcasts and shows come here on Mr. CTV channel. Uh, so you've got your C report Monday through Friday in the evening hours, right? And uh, we do see in the dark, which is a late night weekend talk show kind of, you know, broadcast, right? So guys, watch out. We got a swamp creature coming to the screen. So look out now. Look out now. Woo! <laughs> oh no, it's wretched Gretchen Whitmer. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? It's Mr. C from The C Report, and I'm stopping in for just a sec to encourage you guys to head over to thecreport.com. At thecreport.com, you can get more information on The C Report, check out episode resources, follow our blog and get new articles every week, join our mailing list, and stay abreast on the latest news and information. That's right, head on over to thecreport.com. That's www.thecreport.com. 
truthsocial.com. And be sure to follow us on our social medias, Truth Social, Rumble, Twitch, Clout Hub, and Pill.net.